Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The session is brought to you by morebeer.com, where every day you can enter to win the beer trip of a lifetime for two to Belgium. Private tours, round-trip airfare, and $500 to spend. Enter now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, ladies and gentlemen. A very important milestone has been met. Jamil Zanishev has reached a turning point in his life. It's the turning point that I like to call... He's given up. <laughs> Is he going to be called uh, Janine Zanishev from now on and kind of start presenting differently? Or? Yeah, I'm wearing sweatpants everywhere. Right <laughs> no, no. He's, he given up. He's, yeah. he's gone back to jeans. However, he's decided, and it was the same decision I one day had to make, and that is that I would never again have to have a real job. It, I gave up. <laughs> right. So I got a tattoo in a, in a highly visible area of my arm. And ladies and gentlemen, so has Jamal. Amazing. Right. Yes. I am going to die before this really matters. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's gonna, he jumped the shark. Yeah, right. Show it to the camera there, Jamal. That thing's live right now, dude. <laughs> there, there we go. go. He's that. got the heretic face right there on his arm. And Jamal, you can't tell me that throughout your life, whenever you thought of tattoos or different things, you didn't go, well... I may still have to interview for a job one day. (laughs) Right, But now you thought, oh, fuck it. I never have to do it again. (laughs) That was exactly what was crossed my mind. It doesn't really matter. I'm not getting any other job. Either this works out or I'm just, like, homeless. I really don't care. Right. It's one or the other, yeah. I knew it. Either way, it's... Good to have a tattoo. I'm proud of you. I think it's uh, I think it's an important proud of day. You giving up? <laughs> yeah, proud of you giving up. Proud of you giving up. Come to the club. You're losing all hope. Yeah. Like, acquiesced. Well. 
You're giving up and join the white trash club with uh, mm-hmm. with a couple of the rest of us. Yeah, you know, this means you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. I, I actually, that was one of my other thoughts. It was? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to mention it to you. I can't be buried in a... I was going to tell my wife, I can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Let me try. Wow. <laughs> and she would be like... Did that really matter to you? It's like, no, not at all. But hey, it's one of the I thought of the perks it. of having a tattoo. Just it's saying. one less place you have to worry about being buried. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, in the backyard and underneath the patio is still an option. See, so. let, let's take Nathan Smith, for example. Yeah. Here's yes. the importance of deciding that you don't have to you know, go for a real job anymore. Like, Nate Smith has been in a, in a hardcore band for, yeah, for most right, of his right. life. He's got the long hair. He's got everything. Do you see a visible tattoo There's no on visible Nathan's tattoos. Nope. Because he still thinks he may pants. one day have to interview for another job. I still have to get job. down on my knees for the man <laughs> right. at some point. Yeah. He could cut his hair. He could, you know, he could clean up. Well, and he right. has no belly shirts. Or else it'll I might uh, even have to put the knee pads on. And You know, <laughs> you never know. Right. A tattoo might break that. Yeah. Long sleeve shirt might not be able to cut it. Do you feel a bit of sadness that Jamil Zanishev has gotten a tattoo <laughs> before Nate the Rocker I do. Smith. Now I feel like I have to match that somehow. I have to get the, the face even bigger. Yeah, the, a larger heretic face. The hop grenade on the other side, nice even bigger. large yeah. heretic face, I will pay for it. Really? Oh, yeah. see? A less large. Not to I've, done, this. I've done that same sort of guerrilla marketing here and there, Jamil. And by the, <laughs> I think it's a smart move on your part. But then, Nate, if you get it done, have the eyes be cross-eyed a little bit. Just as a, <laughs> right. just as a big F you. <laughs> Do you realize what Justin just said? He said that uh, Joshua Tree paid him to get a tattoo. (laughs) That's right. Of a Joshua Tree. Paid me. A state park paid me. They were like, well, I don't know. How much is it? Uh, Is that an open offer to anybody, or do you have to select the person who has? Because you don't want anybody rocking it, do you? The tattoo? I, I wouldn't want you. Like, that's kind of what <laughs> not I'm driving to be at. buried in a Jewish cemetery. Right. He's um, worried. No, about I, I, I would. Uh, he doesn't any, want to be any, like any that. brew caster. I'd be cool with that. Okay. I'd pay for that. <laughs> uh, any brew caster. Nice caveat. I, <laughs> right. And, you know, uh, select people. Right. Sure. Hot chicks. Um, it's happened. You know. And brew casters. <laughs> and brew casters. And uh, <laughs> that's that. Right. Yeah, Tasty uh, held the yeah. uh, Tasty held the Tasty caricature. He's got a sticker of it here, and he held it up on his forearm and showed me and raised his eyebrows oh. like, huh? Eh, eh? And there I went, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. It's you, a little narcissistic, but you know, <laughs> you're unemployed. exactly. To have the sticker or have a tattoo of his sticker that's of yourself. Put a picture of yourself on yourself. <laughs> uh, <tattoo laughs> yes. on yourself. I couldn't yeah. do that. That's like meta marketing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Right Aren't you the heretic at heretic? You'll cancel yes. yourself. Aren't out. you the chief heretic? There you go. That is, and that's just a cartoon to me. Yeah. you've got a cartoon of yourself. Is that a picture? No, the Tasty not at all. I've seen you make that face, Jamil. I've seen you make Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's true. That's me. If you, if you do <laughs> that, find out my hop contract. those red beady eyes. It's right. canceled on me. Yeah. <laughs> put, a, put like a Facebook page and a Twitter logo next to the tattoo to really date it next time you do that. <laughs> oh, if you do like shameless self-marketing. Put a hashtag arm. right underneath it. Yeah. Like yeah. a band that put their MySpace address on, the, on their tattoo. <laughs> Throw a little AOL.com in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, right. Did someone really do that MySpace? <laughs> I'm sure it happened. It's got to happen. HTTP colon. <laughs> All right, as always, we've got quite a bit to do today. I'd like to thank our show sponsor, More Beer, uh, the the best uh, homebrew shop around. You can go to morebeer.com right now and check them out. And they've been a sponsor of the session since before day one. You guys know that if you've been listening for a while. So go check them out. Uh, Go to morebeer.com, and uh, you can get all your homebrewing supplies there. Uh, And they bring you this session and every session uh, that we do. I just ordered hop rhizomes from More Beer. Oh, is that right? Going to plant them out in front of Heretic. Nice. Grow some hops. Do you have to do it in, in pots out there, or can you do it right in the ground, uh, out, out the front? I 
I really don't care. I'm just going to do it right in the ground. Yeah, don't Somebody ask. going to stop me? Yeah, I've Please. heard of it. It happens I'm going to tattoo. You. You're not going to stop me, man. Tattoo, <laughs> whatever. I'm dangerous. <laughs> I'm rebelling. I'm da- Against I'm, what? I'll, what do you got? I'm dangerous. I'll plant my garden wherever I want. Yeah. That's right. It's I'll, Fairfield. It's I'll, not Pacheco. I'll do gardening. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to stop me gardening, man. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, even use non-organic fertilizer. <laughs> I won't even care. I don't even care. All right, I'm real excited about our guest today. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Ann Riley, and uh, Riley is a, a PhD, and uh, uh, she she knows a lot about water and, and watersheds. And uh, but but more importantly, for for our purposes here today, uh, I'm pretty sure she invented home brewing. I think that's that, wow. That's what my note said that uh, that Riley invented home brewing. Riley uh, uh, that's not exactly right. <laughs> but Riley did, uh, was instrumental, and, and her group uh, at the time was instrumental in actually legalizing homebrewing, um, not only in California, we're going to find more about it, but I, I think even federally, uh, and actually making it so that these folks that were, uh, you know, essentially like moonshiners doing it illegally <laughs> in, in basements and garages, uh, it actually became legal because of the efforts of Riley and, and the folks that she was working with at the time. So we're going to hear all about that. And it, and it kind of started right here in, in Northern California. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll learn about the different... Um, Representatives that that helped out and the and the policy that ended up being made uh, and the people behind that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, we we were at our winter fest uh, right here in Concord, and that's where I met Riley and and uh, you know somebody introduced me and said she she legalized homebrewing. And you, I didn't you brush him off like yeah 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 because I hear crazy stories like that all the time. So I was like yeah yeah sure she did whatever. Uh, but I talked to Riley. It, it took about five minutes, and I realized. Wait a minute. She legalized home brewing. She did it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just really a, a great story. And so we invited her to come on the program, and she's going to be with us in just a few minutes to talk about uh, how home brewing became legalized. If you'd like to ask questions of Riley or anybody in the crew here today, uh, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. Bevo's in the chat room taking your phone calls. Uh, or you can hit the chat button on the Brewing Network homepage. Not the chat on our live stream where you go watch the live video. Uh, you're just going to end up talking to yourself over there. But if you go over to thebrewingnetwork.com, there's a chat button right there, and that's where all the uh, the listeners are. Enter there, and, and Bevo monitors it for us, and she'll take your questions and, and send them over. So I encourage you to uh, ask questions. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Uh, talking to yourself on the live stream might be the best thing for you some days. <laughs> yeah. Better than the chat room, yeah. even. It's the best uh, option. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to that in, in just a few minutes, and I'm excited about that. It's also uh, time for the Brewcaster Challenge once again. Um, the winner's bracket. Yes. You know, Jamel and Nathan and I, we're, we're not in the we're winner's. Losers. We're in no. the loser's bracket, so we won't be talking about our beers today. Is this coincidence we're all here at the same time <laughs> to watch the winners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, take notes. But the winner's bracket uh, between Moscow and Doc with their uh, double IPA. Or Imperial IPA, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's what we're tasting today. Uh, Doc's going to show up here in just a little while. I do know that his beer is ready. Moscow's beer is downstairs and, and ready to go. So we brought in uh, Jamil to come in and help us talk about it and help judge the beer today. Nathan Smith is here uh, to help judge the beer. And uh, the rest of the crew, Doc will be here later. we got Bevo. Uh, is Sammy coming in, Bevo? We can I'll have a... judge it, but in a completely different way. <laughs> Much like I judge the rest of you. That's fine. <laughs> is 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 Sammy downstairs to help judge? He's not downstairs yet, but he is coming. He will be. Mm-hmm. He's such a great judge. I mean, such a refined palate. He's an idiot. <laughs> Did I tell you his tire fell off? Of his car? Fell off of his car. Hey, might that happen to me once? How does that... <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> yeah. 
while he was moving? Yes. Is hey, he okay? That be- <laughs> That's not what we're talking about here right now, Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah. Define okay. Yeah. Physically, yes. Yeah, the doctor you, tested him for right. brain damage. That was but, a uh, stupid question. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, anyway, so we got a good crew to to help judge the beer today, and I'm excited to see the results <laughs> yeah. of our brewcast. The breadth of Sam's uh, vocabulary when it comes to beer is just is just rad. Oh, <laughs> I like it. That's where it went. Right, well, I, I want two votes if Sam gets one. <laughs> Tastes like beer. What's well, the same noise he made when the tire came off? Right. Oh, oh. oh. I don't like it. There I like are my beer. Many more expletives. As he watched it roll off into the delta. <laughs> Man, our guy goes swimming. He didn't hit anybody. No, no. Right, well, that's the Being the fatty that I am, I had actually sent him to the grocery store for some tortilla chips <laughs> and ice cream. <laughs> yes, it's a true story. And, and it fell off in the, in the um, parking lot. You think God's trying to tell like you something? The, like it just I it was parked. Don't you judge me. Like it was parked and the wheel just fell over. <laughs> I, I, I hope so. I had the short cartoony image of that. Happening. Like he, yeah, he hit the, he slammed the door too hard and the wheel just fell over. <laughs> I, I, I loaded. Yes. He loaded so many chips and ice cream and in there. Favorite. It just made it too heavy. <laughs> yeah, Bebo was like, uh, "Listen, it's it's fifty for the price of one sale today down at, at the Knob Hill." It was one pack. One bag of chips. You, you mispronounced the word pallet. I, is, that, is that the Costco? And or 12 what? gallons Save what you dicks. of ice cream. I hate you all. <laughs> you can imagine Sam. I learned going, how to you know, make an ice cream cake, and I'm not sharing any with you. Oh. You know, I love this. Is this there truck, any left? It's got me through a lot of time. I really hope that it lasts another 100,000 miles. And he gets in and it just falls apart. <laughs> Surprised just one wheel fell off. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we've got the Brewcaster Challenge today, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hang in there for that. A couple of announcements I need to make. I uh, wanted to tell you about a homebrew competition farther up in Northern California, up in uh, Placerville. The Placerville uh, homebrew competition, it's at the El Dorado County Fairgrounds, and it's time to enter. You can go over to eldoradocountyfair.org slash entry. Uh, eldoradocountyfair.org slash entry. You might have to put in the .html. It says slash entry.html. Very, very, uh, um, what's it called? A retro website. Not old. It's retro, apparently. <laughs> it's hipster. Uh, entry deadline is May 2nd, so get your beers ready. This is a great uh, competition, and they'd like you to enter. Uh, entry deadline is May 2nd. Go to eldoradocountyfair.org uh, slash entry.html. Uh, you can send your entries to the Brewer's Barn up there you can get all the information over on the website and uh i guess you just go to the fair and that's where they'll be doing the uh awards so go check them out uh it's a great home competition and we like it when you guys are entering competitions by the way results are starting to come in for the national uh, oh, yeah. first round national homebrew conference mm-hmm. uh, competition right. rather and uh seeing some bnners out there yeah. our very own bug Ooh, eater nice <laughs> with a barley wine got into the second round bug eater did yeah excellent yeah. i think he was in the region the only region that so far has actually received the the sheets. Everything else is like internet rumor, but okay. Yeah, I was in Sacramento yesterday helping with the Northern California. They were just finishing up last night in the early evening. So, so. and you didn't get your uh, results yet? No, they were sorting the sheets, and I want to bug them. I'm sure the stuff was in there somewhere, but um, yeah, I think that Northern California is one of the last on the last few on the schedule. So they should all be finishing up here within the next week or two. Excellent. That's exciting. Always an exciting time of year to see who gets to go to the second round. I do think that tickets are still available to the National Homebrewers uh, Conference itself. So for those of you who like to wait to see if you made it to the second round, mm-hmm. um, you can still go buy tickets. So they had an increased capacity this year uh, to try to help out. You know, kind of, it's been selling out for a couple years. So uh, you can still go buy tickets. And uh, BNA9 
is is ready to go too. Oh. You know, it's our ninth anniversary party, and I don't have the full details for you, but I can tell you this: it is happening the Wednesday before the conference, like it always does. What's that date? Like April. Ninth or uh, I mean, no, we're looking June. at June eleventh. June, thank you. It's April 9th. It's gonna. It's in two days. <laughs> Buy your tickets now. June eleventh. That's right. It's Wednesday, June eleventh. And you know what we did was we went ahead and rented the minor league baseball park right there in Grand Rapids. It's only a couple miles away from the convention center. We're taking the entire baseball park for BNA nine. Capacity five hundred. <laughs> no, it's a it's a big. Uh, it's is it triple A or single A? That's the one closest to the ML. Triple A. Yeah, it's yeah. a big triple A uh, stadium. They do, I think they do a big beer festival there at, at some other time of the year. Um, and they contacted us actually. They wanted us to come do our event there. And uh, there's going to be a VIP hour where we get to use some of the luxury boxes and executive suites. And uh, we're going to oh, be yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be down on the field uh, for. The festival, the whole field itself, the whole field. Nice. Uh, they're going to put up uh, batting cages for us, so we can do like a home run oh, derby. That, that doesn't sound. Oh, <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds like, like a, a bad idea. idea. We're going to give helmets and, and a, mess. a professional pitcher. You know, oh, bottle yeah. pitch. Yeah. Right. A lot of swing through bomber <laughs> swing. Just give me oh. a bat and let me start swinging yeah. after I've been drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And we're gonna there's a uh, we're gonna set up a speed pitch booth so we can do like the fastest pitch contest. I will I will be the fastest one here. I, I throw the gauntlet down right now. Oh yeah, fastest oh, yeah. one that you throws can throw like the a ball, girl. Huh? I don't oh, want to yeah. brag or nothing, but I was kind of a, a pitcher for a, a couple of games when I was six in little league. So. <laughs> I was, I was wait, like, wait, I, had wait, a, wait, wait. I had a really wide strike zone. So. Wait, wasn't it T-ball in Little League? I thought there was no pitching in Little League. <laughs> Look, t- do you want to friggin' split hairs, dude? He was great want, putting it win? on the T, yeah. the yeah. little wiffle ball there. <laughs> you want to win some money or what? He put it on the T faster than anybody. Oh, yeah. That was the best. <laughs> Get out of here. Are you on steroids for your recovery, so you're pretty sure you'll be able to whip us. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You could work out a lot between now and June, and maybe you'll be these Barry Bonds. Maybe. Uh, all right, so... It's uh, getting bigger. That should be the steering. <laughs> yeah. I do think you're going to get more details in your inbox uh, later this week, okay? So you should be subscribed uh, as a recurring donor in the BN Army, and then you're on that secret mailing list. And you're going to get first dibs to tickets because, uh, like usual, it's probably going to sell out. The VIP hour will definitely sell out. So if you're if you're not a recurring donor by now, you're, you're, you're probably screwed. But those of you uh, who have been recurring donors for a long time, we're going to reward you like we like to do and send out the the secret email. Tickets will go on sale to you first and then uh, to the general public after that. And it probably is going to sell out. We've got, but we do have a, a, a good capacity there, and I'm really excited about it. I, I, for for a while, I was looking at Grand Rapids for venues, and there's not a, lot, a whole lot going on. And I was starting to think, oh, <laughs> McNulty's Field, <laughs> like yeah, like uh, uh, you know public park bob's pasture yeah. yeah and i was starting to feel like oh this is going to be one of those like skip over years you know we we, we have to do the party because we're supposed to but it, this, eh. this sounds like one of the best but now i'm feeling like yeah. i'm super excited room. about it room and air we and yes it's space and outdoors yeah. and we've got some ideas too like we're i don't know if it's going to happen yet but we're thinking that for the vip hour we might get a little like a kickball like a brewcaster kickball game going where you <laughs> where the listeners can come play against us the schleps, listeners can come kick us in the oh, balls us that sounds awesome bat schleps and like challenge the brewcasters oh, maybe yeah. during the vip hour That'd so so that we're relatively sober i'm on and uh, you're in i'm in okay good cuz i w- i want like we, we need, need a full team we need sure. a full like bn team and then 
we'll have some some challengers. You know, I just think it's a fun way to, to for throw the, out your knee for the listeners. Yeah, to come watch us injure yeah. ourselves. Basically, I think we should get there at noon and do yeah. slosh ball. Oh man, why not? Right, I'm so much smarter than you guys. I'll be in the luxury suite. Tasty, you gotta you <laughs> gotta all at least, the guy, all you guys girlfriends. You gotta do one thing. Like if nothing else, you have to be like a, a pinch kicker. It's like, so you don't have to run the bases. You, you got to kick the ball one. No, time. you know they have like celebrity. I'll be the umpire. celebrity umpire. Oh, there yeah. you go, celebrity umpire. I was actually like, going to request that. No, you're playing in dude. a lazy boy. No, sweat doesn't uh, work for me. Come on, you got no, play. but running and bouncing does. Yeah. Yeah. Books, dude. <laughs> yeah. Let me just tell you, running it. definitely doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, I've seen Bebo run. <laughs> yeah, run like a full blown idiot. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. You get you. You should come out to the party and see Bebo run. It's going to be one of the events. I run more with my arms <laughs> in slow motion. It's ridiculous. All right, we'll send details for BNA nine to your inbox this week if you're a, a member of the B, a recurring donor member of the BN Army. If you're not, don't worry. You're, you're probably still going to get uh, general admission tickets, and we'll post all that information when tickets are for sale for you too. All right, uh, a couple of other things going on here uh, at our studio. April 19th, we're having the BN Yard Sale, Bake Sale, Silent Auction, and Free Beer. Event. Event. (laughs) And the point is, we're raising money so that we can get as many brewcasters as possible over to Australia, because we were invited to the Australian National Homebrew Conference. And so uh, we're raising money to do that. Also, we're moving out of this studio and into our new studio over at the Hop Grenade. That's our new tap house in Concord. So we need to get rid of a bunch of stuff. So we're just doing a yard sale. Come buy our stuff, and uh, we'll have beer. We're gonna do. There's a bake sale. We have some really good confectionaries uh, that'll be here, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. And just come hang out with us because it's probably the last time you're gonna see the studio. And then while you're here, buy stuff. We've got some of Moscow's art uh, that will be up for silent auction, which is beautiful beer art if you haven't seen it online before. Uh, And I'm I'm being serious. This is not one of my sarcastic um, where I try to lift Scott up and then I cut him down. Uh, (laughs) It's actually really great beer art. So I was was bracing myself for nothing? Yeah. Uh, I look at it every day if so I'm hanging in the house at home. It's very good. It's it's really nice. Yeah, right? it's yeah. really good. We're going to be auctioning off our official Brewcaster kegerator, which is a six-tap kegerator that Doc built himself. It's in great condition. It's all camoed out, so it's ugly. You can't even but see it. It works really great. There's a kegerator? Yeah. You win it, you, you go, well, we'll go, all right, find it. Yeah. Can't even find it. It's perfect for it for nothing. It's perfect for those of you that have a significant other or spouse that doesn't want you to buy more beer equipment. Doesn't want <laughs> you can put this right in the living room. She'll, She'll never, never see it. <laughs> never see it. You know, they'll never know. So camouflaged. Uh, you can take it hunting. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really great kegger, and I'm sorry to see it go, but uh, we need the cash to get to Australia, and we've got nowhere to put it. So, so items like this are going to be up for silent auction. Um, Bevo's chair. We are auctioning. That's absolutely ridiculous. We are silent auctioning off. Bebo's chair. Thank God it's silent. You know, we thought about Jamil's chair, too, right. but the, he, he sits in all the chairs. And it right, just, it, right. They, the mine, mine probably doesn't smell like Bebo's. It so. lost oh, its value. What about Doc's chair? The wheel falls off sometimes. That's that something. That's Look, I'll take two bucks. I don't care. Any Every dollar is going to help get us to Australia. All right. That's right here at the studio on Saturday, April 19th from noon to four. Yes. Does that sound right? Okay. Yes. Good. Uh, all right, a couple other things going on. Uh, the World Beer Cup, that's the, uh, the the craft beer awards that happen every two years. It's during the Craft Brewers Conference. We're going to be there this week. So Friday, April 11th, starting at 
Mountain Time. Thank you. Mountain Time is what the time is mm-hmm. in Denver. Uh, you can watch it on our live stream page, which is just thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. We're going to be broadcasting live the Craft Brewers Conference Awards. It's actually called the World Beer Cup. Jamil, did Heretic enter uh, the World Beer Cup this year? Uh, Yeah, we sent something in. Okay. I'm not sure what it was. All right. We can all follow along with our favorite breweries and cheer them on We're by watching uh, thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. Stay, uh, stay tuned <laughs> to like our... six beers. He didn't know what he said. <laughs> Stay tuned to our social network pages. We'll give you all the updates for that, and you can watch live uh, and share it with your friends. You can watch it in your brewery if you can't make it there, but your teams, uh, you know, are in Denver. So uh, check it out. We'll send out the link and make sure you guys have all the info that you need. Another event, boy, we got a lot of events. Tasty. It must be summertime, right? Yeah, it's, it is the season. It's, it's getting there. Spring. The uh, it must be yeah. <laughs> the American Homebrewers Association is having a rally at Heretic Brewing Company. Uh, they do great rallies where they, they kind of get homebrewers out, and uh, it's it's not just to rally uh, homebrewers themselves, but it's to uh, gain members to the American Homebrewers Association. And so we're pulling out all the stops this time. The Brewing Network is going to be there, and we're going to do a live show from the event. I don't know that it's going to stream live, so I suggest you come on out and join us, and you watch us do it live, and then we'll post the show afterward. But we're going to do a live show. Uh, Jamil will be there. The AHA will be there. Gary Glass, I think, is coming out for this one. Palmer's going to be there. John Palmer's coming out. Oh, good. Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, excellent. I do know there's going to be some film crews out there, so you can get your mugs on television. Um, it's going to be a good time. And Jamil is giving away wort. We're giving away wort. Yeah, we're giving away uh, five gallons of wort to the first uh, 150, and then we'll have some leftover, so a few other people. And then there's also a free vial of White Labs yeast wow. to ferment it with. Nice. There's also a free uh, five-star cleaning kit to clean your carboy afterwards. Sweet. And uh, we're giving away, uh, every person that comes in gets two pints of beer for free. Really? And then there's food trucks, and then, uh, you know, it's going to be a good old thing. There's raffles that they're giving away stuff. Wow. And uh, it's going to be quite the event. So the wort is obviously made by Heretic and hopped and and ready to go. Right, right. And then I'm getting the yeast on top of it. Right, so you bring in your empty vessel. Yeah. You walk in. Sanitized. Maybe stick your name on or something. Yeah, have the thing sanitized, although we'll probably have some sanitizer there. Okay, yeah. And then uh, we fill this thing up with wort, and then you put your stopper on it, and we're like, okay, here's your tube of yeast, here's your sweet, your uh, five-star cleaning kit. I want to do that. Go Can I do it, too? Do our friends of the Brewing Network allowed to do it? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm serious. What an easy it's way. It's everything. We don't get a balloon of oxygen. Can what, if I, what if I screw that <laughs> up? Uh, maybe I shouldn't, because what if I bring it's, that? What if I mess that up? It's not a what if. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. The whole thing is done, except yes. for pitching the yeast. Yeah, that's where it gets tricky. Oh, I guess you're right. Fermentation. Yeah. Fermentation. But uh, I'm gonna it's going it. to be a great event. It's a lot of fun. A lot of people. Okay. Going to have uh, you know multiple food trucks. Going to have the AHA there. They're going to have lots of giveaways. We're we're probably going to give away some merchandise as well. I'm cool. going to add some special merchandise. We're, we're rolling out for just this thing. Okay, and uh, the work giveaway. You can wander around the brewery and check things out. And excellent. Uh, we've got like a dozen beers on, so you can you know get get a bunch of different beer. What time does it start? Okay. Do you know? Uh, one o'clock. One it's... to one to four Saturday, April twenty sixth. All right, we'll be there. Come check us out, and we'll keep you up to date on that. We've got some shows in between now and then, so we'll let you know what's happening. And then on the way home. You can stop by all the outlet malls. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, it's a great time to go those, shopping. Those are north of there. Yeah, you have to go east the other of there. Way. Oh. Oh. Well, for me, going home, I'm going to stop. I'm going to get myself some new shoes. You you go home north? Yeah. No, or it's, it's uh, we, we pass it going up. It's south, isn't it? 
So, no, uh, I don't think so. That's Taco In and Bell. Out are you West. talking about Taco Bell? Southwest? The Vacaville? In and out. Yeah. No, those are east. East on 80. Well, I, apparently I went the wrong way when I came <laughs> <laughs> Like, I thought it took a while to get home. Yeah. I thought I was going the backtracking a little. Uh, I crossed three bridges. I don't understand it. All right, just a couple of more announcements. Boy, there's just so much going on. Uh, you can do your Amazon shopping, and it helps the Brewing Network. Just click the Amazon link right there on our homepage and do your shopping as normal, and uh, we get a little piece of the action, and we appreciate it very much. It's a great way to help us. Uh, do we have an Amazon product of the week? Uh, quickly, it's it's not a product of the week. It was a, uh, a query that I thought I'd uh, bring to your attention. A Leeds Brew in the forum asked if there was a way uh, to support the uh, BN on the other side of the pond. He's in the U.K., and I uh, just wanted to thank you guys for your... Uh, your dedication and going out of your way to support us. That's what we count on, and that's what you guys are so great at. I don't know the answer to his question. Support him? <laughs> I don't think there is one. Query. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got to support that nowadays, James. Support Absolutely. Query, yes. Yeah, well, just, you know what you do? Uh, click through and copy the part after Amazon.com, you know, after the forward slash. Try copying, you know, put in Amazon.co.uk and then copy the rest of it after that. I don't know if it'll work, but I just wanted to thank you guys for your dedication. All right, there you go. Shop on Amazon and help us out. If you can. All right, the last thing about our uh, Australian trip and the fundraising is we, we put up Dave Matthews Band tickets uh, a week or two ago to, yes, and we put them up in our forum for like a, a for an auction and it was backstage passes and two tickets to go to the show. The show is on April 15th. Oh, it is still a little ways away. I thought it was uh-huh. this week. It's no, April- no. Okay, time. good. So there's still time. It's uh-huh. April 15th. I went and checked out the post today. It, it's kind of a funny thing because nobody, nobody bid on it. <laughs> and one of our listeners posted, uh, you know, it's a silent auction, and one of our listeners, the only post in there besides the tickets is, this is the most silent auction ever. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently our listeners are not big Dave Matthews fans, but if any of you are, it seems like you can get tickets and, backst- and a backstage tour for, for like nothing. a buck. <laughs> Pretty darn cheap right now because we're just, the highest bid gets them. So I don't right. start at a buck, see where it gets you, mm-hmm. because yeah. nobody has... Or, see, but know. they're all waiting until the last 24 hours. Yeah. That's how you snipe on eBay. Oh, you think mm-hmm. that's what's wait, happening? Yeah, they're just okay. waiting for the last second. Right. The thread has gotten quite a lot of views, okay. so I think people are checking back to, to, to kind of see. Okay. It is in Australia, so, uh, you, you know, unless you're unless you got a private jet, you're, you're probably going to be an Australian uh, who wants these tickets. That's where the show is. It's on the 15th. That's racist. And... Wow. Um, and Go check it out. Even even if you're not a fan of Dave Matthews, just any you know pretty good sized concert where you go backstage and yeah, talk to exactly. the performers that's that's worth something yeah, it's that's actually pretty cool and there's so. free alcohol back there too yeah, yeah. you might get you lucky know, there's you probably might, drugs we might stumble everything. into the cocaine room if yeah. you're lucky yeah. you never know i mean Give you, it a shot. you think Dave you're going to cocaine room yeah, you think you're going into the bathroom you walk into a wall of mirrors it's just uh cocaine <laughs> okay, mirrors and razor blades absolutely <laughs> you never know all right, it's in the forum under Beer Radio, and I believe it says something to the effect of Dave Matthews Tickets Auction, and you'll find it there. TheBrewingNetwork.com slash forum. All right, subscribe and join the BN Army if you haven't already. You get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Send your show ideas over to Scott at TheBrewingNetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at TheBrewingNetwork.com. JP, do we have a Twitter game? Yes, we do. Wonderful. The Twitter game is brought to you today by Crosby Hop Farm. You guys remember Crosby Hop Farm. They've been supporting us for a couple years now, and they sell you hop rhizomes. They're uh, taken right there from their farm um, in in Oregon, and they do a great job. And uh, they've also been on the program talking to us about how to grow our own hops. So uh, I do believe they're going to be on the program in a in a couple weeks. Yeah, April, tw- April 21, the next session. Talking about uh, new hop varieties. Yes, sir. But you can go to bcrosbyhops.com right now and order 
your rhizomes. They've got all sorts of different rhizomes. I know that they're of great quality, and, and, and they're a good supporter of the show. So if you're looking to grow some hops, bcrosbyhops.com. What's our Twitter game? Well, in honor of our guest, um, I was wondering if, if we had a chance personally to create legislation that had to deal with home brewing. Yes. Uh, because not everyone gets a chance to do that in their lifetime. True. To actually change the laws. So uh, if, if our listeners had an opportunity to do this, what would they uh, you know, cast into law, if you will? What would they uh, change? Yeah. Like, for example, I would actually limit the amount of IPAs someone could brew in a year, in a calendar year. <laughs> I see. It would be like two. <laughs> You'd make it a law. Yeah. Well, because then it would actually be challenging to homebrew. <laughs> Just yeah. something different. Right. So, What if uh, people just stopped homebrew after this? That'd be amazing, you know? because then there'd be less bad homebrew. But so you, you feel get my like point. you win either way. It's a win-win. All right. So what legislation would you put forth if you had the chance? That's our Twitter game. You just tweet it to uh, Brewing Network. I think I got that right after all these years. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Okay. Wonderful. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Riley. She's going to talk to us about uh, how we got homebrewing legalized in California uh, and in our country. It's a it's a hell of an interesting story. So hang in there. 888-401-BEER is our phone number or hit the chat button on thebrewingnetwork.com and you can send your questions that way. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right, a couple of important notes I need to make. First, it's that I'm drinking Heretic uh, Grammary out of my Heretic pint glass, and it's tasting wonderful. I love this beer, and it keeps me... It keeps me from drowning my sorrows in alcohol because it's a lower alcohol. I can I can drown myself. I can keep drinking a lot of it, but it's four point four percent. Four point four percent. So it makes me feel less like a delinquent, right? Um, and Good. it's tasty at that. But Welcome to the club. More yeah. like an alcoholic? No. I'm yeah, doing. but no. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, my second announcement I'd like to make is I'd like to congratulate the boys from the University of Connecticut basketball team for once again making it to the finals. And I'll admit I didn't get to follow them too often uh, this this year, but I'm I'm proud of them, and they're in the finals right now. I'm here with you, You're Riley, missing it. instead of watching my my childhood favorite. Uh, I'd rather be here with you. Don't get me wrong, but I may keep up to date on the scores as we go, <laughs> if that's okay with everybody. And we're winning right now, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. You know, I just saw an update from the team. The coach has passed on your congratulatory speech. Yes. And they are high-fiving, and they look ready to go. Oh, so. yeah. I knew it would help. It always does. That's why I try to do it often. Yes, often. All right. We've got Ann Riley in the studio with us now, and uh, Riley was instrumental in uh, the legalization of homebrew. We're going to find out all about that. Uh, Riley, what do, you, what do you do now? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, <clears throat> now I protect streams and rivers from... People doing nasty, bad things to them. Okay. Uh, like like polluting? And, yeah, yeah, and dropping riprap or concrete. or. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Literally just uh, dumping. Whacking out the vegetation. Okay. You know, dumping pollution in. Uh, and I encourage stream restoration. Okay. Um, and this is, you know, the government pays me to do this. So wow, this and you must love nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing that? Oh, f- since I was... Uh, you know, in my early 20s. Okay. I, you can't ask a lady how old she is. So I, would, I wouldn't, go, wouldn't you know. think of it. <laughs> and you're a PhD, so is, is this what your background yeah, is then? Yeah. That's, okay. That's what I do in my day job. Where did you go to school? Uh, I went to Berkeley. Okay. And I finished a graduate degree in 1977, and then I had nothing to do. I had time on my hands. I see. And that's how this homebrew thing started ah okay you know the degree is done i'm in the basement of a house in north berkeley doing my home brewing all by myself with a roommate yeah underground yeah right where it's nice and cool and so i went you know why shouldn't this be happening above ground i see out of my basement okay <laughs> all right all right get out and of my basement yeah so the the method of communication back in these days 1977 was telephone poles Okay. Yeah, we didn't have all this computer stuff and Twitter and email and yeah, you know, we had telephone poles. Is that the rotary phones? Literally yeah, the and rotary phones. The yes. telephone pole was literally the social network. Exactly. You, yeah, okay. And and so what I have here I actually found this today. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I put this thing. Is this a flyer? Yeah, it's a flyer. All right, let me read this. Then we'll put it up around on around on the telephone poles on our live stream page in the city too. of Berkeley. All right, let me and, you read know, you and the you flyer. Pile them up, you know. <laughs> Who did you draw this? Yeah, Riley, you did. Uh, I like the beer glass. <laughs> Thank the, you. You know, the, <laughs> Thank you. The felt tip pen uh, beer glass. You know, you were you needed to get your message across. Right. Party for home brewers. It's. A, did you even know that you weren't the only home brewer on the planet at the time? Uh, you know, I thought maybe there might be two or three of us. Okay. And wow. so you put this on enough telephone poles to hopefully gather the other right, couple. Right. All right. Party for home brewers. And then under that, you know, it, it says beer. Like, yeah, because gonna... we were worried. What if somebody thought root beer? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, we don't right. want that riffraff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of current day Berkeley and how the, the homeless would all show up for yeah. the free beer. They're like, yeah. I'm sure that wasn't the case then. It was a different different time. Uh, Saturday, July 23rd. This would have been 1977. Right. I just want to point out this is before I was born. Yeah, me too. Uh, Saturday, July 23rd, <laughs> 1977, um, uh, 8 to 12. Oh, you, you were going for it, too. 8 p.m. to midnight. Right. Um, admission. Here's the admission, Jamil. A sample of homebrew or your favorite recipe. So you had to prove you oh, were a homebrew you to, to get in. Uh, uh, I'll keep the riff okay. okay. I like okay. that. So who shows up? Our motorcycle gang guys, 
uh, grandmother's uh, physicist professor at Berkeley. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's just uh, like my homebrew club meeting now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't changed a bit. Sorry, it was a, a complete cross section of society. It's, it's the same up. way at the club. It's a, yeah, every every econo- social economic yeah. and they were all already homebrewers. Yes. Okay. Right. You don't still live uh, at this address, do you, Riley? Because <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, good. It, yeah. now, how ill, how illegal was it? I mean, were people being prosecuted okay. for making homebrew? Yeah, or? that's a very good question. Huh? So. Uh, this was just a party to find each other, and we wrote each other's names down and telephone numbers, of course. Right. And uh, we all shopped at this place called Wine and the People, which is this little hole in the wall on University Avenue in Berkeley where you could buy beer brewing supplies like the radical development in, in homebrew hydrometer. Yeah, okay. Right? And a fermentation lock. And okay. That, that was and a carboy. That was about it. I remember they sent me to the the supermarket to buy cans malt. of malt. Mostly yeah, the malt. Yeah. Oh right. Right. And and you could get yeast. Yeah, brewer's so, yeast, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it bread yeast? Well, I, I think they had brewer's <laughs> actually yeast. Actually, had brewer's actually. yeast. Yeah. Dried yeast, of course. Yeah. Why were the cans of malt at the supermarket? What else were, were cans of malt used for? Uh good question. Anything? Some sort of uh, it was in the baking section. It'd be like yeah, it'd be it's a sugar section. malt right. for and there's liquid malt right. extract in cans. Well, you know, for baking yeah. for cookies and yeah. things like that. Okay. So anyway, we met each other and we set up a network and we called ourselves because we were in the East Bay, the Yeast Bay Brewers. Okay. Got it. Because I had a roommate who was just a terrible punster. <laughs> sure. Okay. His legacy then, lives on, believe me. Then in we had Yeah. <laughs> this horrible experience of wine and the people. We show up to buy our, you know, high, our new yeast or whatever. Yeah. And, or a, or a capper. And there was little labels on the shelves that said, it is not to be misconstrued that this capper would be used to make beer in your home. It is not to be misconstrued that this uh. yeast would be used to make beer in your home. The the old homebrew disclaimers. So I, it's illegal, yeah. It's yeah like so I said, to, I said to Toby, yeah. you know, yeah. what's what's Recently. up? And he said that the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms of the U.S. Treasury Department had showed up in his store yeah. Yeah. and told him that homebrew was illegal and that they would close them down. Really? Well... You know, we had this emergency meeting in my house as a result okay. several months later. Okay. Uh, I think that was October. And uh, by this and, time, um, you formed a homebrew club, yeah, and you guys a, are organized. Right. Okay. Right. Well, and, your uh, your existence, homebrewing existence was going to go away. I mean, that was where you got your equipment. Well, right? it's where we got our equipment. But, you know, we, we kind of, we debated this. We went, you know, what's wrong with being illegal? Oh, <laughs> You know, this is fine. Oh, that's still sort of a debate. This has always on. worked for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Riley, you were a bad girl. You liked being outside the law. <laughs> well, okay. And they weren't prosecuting home. <laughs> they weren't prosecuting homebrewers, right? Well, I mean, no, right. Yeah. But then, you know, these are our friends running this store, mm-hmm. and we oh. felt bad for them. Okay. But then something else happened that pushed everybody over the edge to act, and that is. This guy by the name of Congressman Conable, and I don't remember what state he was from, hmm. had uh, entered legislation into Congress that was going to affect home brewers. And basically, his law would have only allowed 30 gallons of beer to be brewed at a time, and only 100 gallons of beer allowed in a household uh-huh. 
over a over a period of a year, and that you would have to register with the federal government to do homebrew. Oh, and we were going. Oh, this <laughs> sure, is not going to happen. You bunch of Berkeley kids didn't want to register with so, the government. So then we we uh, uh, ended up having a union organizer in our midst. Oh. His name was Lico, a home brewer, a home brewer, big okay. time home brewer. And he, because he was a union organizer, he had political context. Oh. Context. So he went to Assemblyman Tom Bates, which is, was oh, yeah. our representative in Berkeley. Yeah. And explained this horrible situation. Mm-hmm. Well, in the meantime, uh, we needed to really find out if homebrew was, was legal or not in the state of California. Yeah. And so we went to uh, Summingland uh, Galco and said, would you figure out, you know, what our legal status is in California? Okay. So he went to the Legislative Council of California, and their opinion was... Federal law does not and would not, in the view of the power of the state under the 21st Amendment to the United States Constitution, prohibit or preempt the state of California from authorizing a person to make beer for personal consumption, however. Oh, good. There's always a however. Such person would be subject to federal taxation for such production. Ah. Can you believe that? Wow. So okay, you're making beer in your basement and the feds are going to tax your home brew. Uh, I got to have a piece. You can't leave Uncle <laughs> Sam out of it. Got to get your beak wet, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, right. So then the other thing we ran into was just abject ignorance about mm. brewing beer. Legislators and regulators thought it was distillation. Okay. They could <laughs> yeah. not figure out the difference between Making wine, brewing beer, or distilling alcohol—it yeah. was—they were everybody was completely confused about this. We so were so much different than Alabama. Most of our politicians are idiots, is what you're saying. <laughs> they were then. <laughs> I'm not sure how you how that could be possible. If you don't have the facilities to make sure it's healthy. Yeah, this I'll is the regulated. Alabama state legislature debating uh, passing home brew law last year. Yeah, because Riley, I don't, we we said it now, not good enough. I, I don't know if you know this, but the same. Ignorance it still goes on. Now, clearly, homebrewing is legal, and we'll get to the end of the story right, too. But, right. but it's still the same kind of thing still goes on. Yeah, I'm sure. What is you NEAD? Know, in Alabama, well, they that? they had such an argument about it, that, and and bringing up just archaic arguments that they literally had no idea what homebrewing was. Yeah. So, anyhow, I'm just saying, unfortunately, not too much has changed in the brains of politicians. Luckily, some legislation has changed. Yes. Uh, okay, carry so, on, please. You know, well, basically, it was legal in California um, because there was no law that said you couldn't yeah, brew beer. That's right. There's no so, code. Mm-hmm. so we had this debate, like, why should we get involved with the political system? But this Conneville bill in Congress and the fact that the stores were getting hassled uh, meant that we we had some more parties, developed yeah. a sense of community, and went to Tom Bates, and he he carried he uh, wrote AB two seven two nine. Okay. And uh, Tom Bates said, you know, I think that the only the only legislation or, or law we have on the books is the male head of household in California can brew five hundred gallons of wine a year. All right. So I said, all right, Tom, our home brew bill is 
the female head of household <laughs> there you can go. brew 500 gallons of beer a year. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he said, I hear you, sister, but I'm not sure I can get the votes for this. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like your wording. I would have gone for that. Okay. So, you know, I'm not sure if it, if it ended up at 400 or 500 gallons a year. I, I have the bill framed at home. Oh, nice. It's in my closet and did, I want to clean out my closet for a radio show? No. <laughs> of course not. Especially this one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you're on a good one. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had Tom Bates started in December. Things moved fast in December of 77. By spring of uh, 78, we're having our first hearings. And this woman in, in Sacramento, and this woman, Helen La Rosa, composed a song. You can't brew beer in California. <laughs> and a whole ragtag group of people came together dressed as hayseeds. Okay. Like dungarees and long, you know, gingham dresses and showed up at the Government Affairs Committee and sang this song. Wonderful. What a great way to lobby. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't so have any cash. the legislators fell all over themselves voting for the home brew beer uh, because you don't have a good time as a legislator. <laughs> and, and this group of people showed up and gave them a good time. So, okay, you know they voted for the for the bill. Good. You brought the essence of homebrew to them. Exactly. Let's have some fun with it. Exactly. Okay. So in the meantime, we had to appeal at the federal level too because we had to knock out this Conables bill. So uh, by by spring of '78, word had gotten out about the East Bay Brewers, and so the San Andreas Malts formed in San Francisco. Okay, <laughs> I like and that. And shortly thereafter, the Maltos Falcons formed. Okay, in the North Bay, so East Bay Brewers, Brewers, Maltos Falcons, and San Andreas uh, Malts went to Alan Cranston, our senator at the time. And said, you need to run a federal bill for us. And so he did. And um, and this was an incredibly successful legislative attempt to do both a state law and a federal law at the same time. Yeah, now it would be unheard of. And we got the bill passed in the legislature. And Jerry, Governor Jerry Brown, on his first watch as governor, signed the bill in August 1978, and Jimmy Carter signed Alan Cranston's bill October 1978. Nice. So we all had a party at Tom Bates' office, and then we had a party for Alan Cranston, and the the beer bottles were all back-labeled, Ale to the Chief. Nice. (laughs) And uh, Alan Cranston's statement at this party, uh, let me, I think I've got that. Right you know, in here. A couple a, of things that, that amaze me is uh, one that, that you have all this material stuff. I know. I'm just I'm just shocked, you know, thirty seven <laughs> years later you, either you're you should be on hoarders yeah. or or uh, Or and, you are and, on hoarders. You know yeah. has anybody scanned this and put it on the internet? Well, you know, I this radio show made me go through mm-hmm. my a box of files. Yeah. Files. And I realize, yeah, I, I need to give this to some historical society somewhere. Yes, you know, um, if you really do. If you can't get so, somebody, I, I will personally scan it all and put really? it on on, wow, on the web. Oh, that'd be cool. Jamil's the only professional yeah, in the room. I would tr- I would trust <laughs> right. him if I were. Right. Absolutely. I would, so, I would so here we have the Inner City Express from Oakland. Um, 
ever hear of the East Bay Brewers or the Maltos Falcons or the San Andreas Malts? They are some of the home beer the home beer clubs, which represent hundreds of people in California who brew their own beer. These people have run into trouble with the U.S. Treasury because of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and say that we are operating illegally. Um, ridiculous, says Senator Alan Cranston. Bureaucracy at its worst. Yeah. Yeah. Get it? Get it? <laughs> what, is it what is it about beer what and puns? Punster. Yeah. Homebrewers. He says, uh, uh, Cranston says, it reminds him of the basic rule of a dictatorship. If something is not permitted, it is oh. forbidden. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? The yeah. ABC still operates that way, by the way. Casey, thank you. I've been holding that yeah. comment to myself. <laughs> Riley, you should know. Now, now, this is, of course, dealing with the ATF. Right. The ABC in, in California. Alcohol beverage control people. They still operate under the rule of dictatorship yes. that you, if it's not explicitly allowed, it's prohibited. Yep. That's how the ABC interprets the law right now. See, and you we're all too lazy to do what you did. We, could so. use your help <laughs> we just deal with it. <laughs> so, so here is the uh, other article from the San Francisco Chronicle, 1979. Okay. Um, the theme, ale to the chief. Uh, with the fomenters being the San Andreas Maltese Bay Brewers, Redwood Loggers came online from Mendocino. Came out of the closet. Uh, and then the, dra- the draft board... Came yeah. online, D R A U G H T board. Yeah, still around. Uh, They're still around, right? Yeah. yeah. And the honoree, of course, was Senator, Senator Alan Cranston. And Cranston's quote is, "I'm a little bit confused," he said, eyes twinkling and darting to the glass of dark brew in hand. I'm against the draft. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this is the way this particular campaign unfolded. Yeah. Um, and I think why we were so successful in such a short period of time was just the timing. Sure. Was right. Okay. Okay. Now the story goes on a little bit because uh, home brewers then decided, well, wait a minute, don't we want to have microbreweries? Mm-hmm. And there was a couple uh, who set up shop. I think it's the first microbrewery in California, and I don't even know if it was legal. It was uh, in the town of Sonoma, mm-hmm. and it was New called Albion. it was called Albion Brewery. New Albion, New Albion, yep. yeah, Albion Brewery. Um, and they they operated for just a short time, and we mm-hmm. took a field trip to those to that brewery as a but, club. As a club, okay. Uh, but that put the idea on our head. Wait a minute, these guys have a real brewery. You know, it was only two fifty uh, gallon vessels. You know, in terms of brewing capacity, sure, okay, gallons, mm-hmm. but still. So um, it ended up that um, uh, Bill Owens, who later started Bison Brewery yeah. in mm-hmm. Berkeley. Still around. Um, he became the prime mover on a microbrewery act and went to Tom Bates. And Tom Bates said, sure, he'd carry it. Matter of fact, Tom Bates always said, you know, I've been in the assembly for, what was it, like 30 years or something? Yeah. And what people really remember him for is the Home Brew Act. And he would, whenever he did his oh, yeah. speech, yeah. he always brought up the Home Brew Act. That's wonderful. Um, anyway, Maybe not so, to him. Uh, <laughs> or his uh, career. <laughs> you know, Bates carried that bill. Budweiser came out against it. The big companies sure. got threatened by this. And so Bates' Bates's argument was, look, if more people 
brew at home or in microbreweries, they're going to appreciate beer and develop an appreciation beer, and they're going to buy more of your beer. Yeah. Well, the big breweries were smart enough to know that. <laughs> there was a little bit of spin, wasn't there? Right. Yeah. Well, were they right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I they were smart enough. They were right, too. I buy so much Budweiser now, more than I ever did. Yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah. So, so Bates uh, ran a compromise with them, which is that the microbreweries oh, yeah. would be microbrewery pubs, and they would have to serve food. So it'd be like, you know, just a pub operation. Okay. Right. But they put a, a 15,000 barrel limit a year mm-hmm. on what these microbreweries could brew. Which is so a pretty big a number. Yeah, it was just a pretty big number. Then, yeah. Yeah. So uh, now that act was replicated all over the United States, the Microbrewery Act of 82. Okay. 82? Okay. Yeah. Right. And that so that's Tom Bates, the same who who did yeah. the homebrewing bill. Right, right. Who's what a wonderful man. He's yeah. the mayor of Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was assemblyman, and then uh, he got termed out and Turn, became the yeah. mayor. Right. And then his wife became the assembly person. Nice. Yeah. I was at Triple Rock for the 30th anniversary of the uh, of the of the 82 law. Oh, okay. And Tom was there. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get to meet him, Tasty. Yeah, he's no. That's all he's known for. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I got to meet him. Sure. Yeah. Did he get his picture taken with you? Yeah, <laughs> he did. But I don't know where that picture went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need that thing. <laughs> so Riley, can I recap a couple things? Because I have some. I got some questions here. First of all, it sounds like your ragtag group of homebrewers that started this club weren't really initially very interested in getting into politics over beer. You guys kind of just wanted to keep on brewing beer. Do, do I have that about right? This is correct. Okay. You guys were, I mean, you, it was a hobby and for you. It was a hobby, and so what if it was illegal? You Because no one was busting your chops about no. it, really. Right. Until this store got threatened. The store and the federal bill. Okay, I see. Oh, and sure. then you felt like, oh. well, now, now it could get ugly. It could get ugly, so we better do something. Okay. Yeah. And really, as a club then, and it sounds like other clubs as well by that point, just just rallied together to get support. Yeah. It sounds then like you really actually had very, very little to no opposition in the legislature. Uh, Yeah. You know, the Home Brew Act, we still had Jerry Brown as governor, and uh, the legislature at that time had a lot of Democrats and... um, Okay. Yeah. The real political um, food fight was the Microbrewery Act. Yeah, okay. And we had uh, Governor Duke Majin then, who was very, very conservative. Oh, okay. And Tom Bates and he did not get along, and there was no reason for a very conservative Republican to sign the bill for a very liberal Democrat. But he, he surprised us. That he signed that bill. Oh yeah, Dick Majin. Yeah. He so, supported it. In yeah. So it wasn't a veto-proof vote. I mean, he could have. He could have actually vetoed the. He uh, could have. The oh, bill. Yeah. Well, so because you did that, I suffer now today, <laughs> owning a brewery, and now I've gone down this road. Yeah, it's all your fault. Is that what you're telling <laughs> it's me? It's all my fault. You can blame me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the other person you need to blame is Lee Co. Okay. Um, you know, the union organizer I talked oh, yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Who was a, a club member of yours. He was a club member. Okay. And Figures. Very dedicated. He actually flew to Washington, D.C. to fight the Conneville Bill. Mm-hmm. Wow. And went to hearings there. Um, so, you know, there's really a mother and a father here. Okay. And That's, it's Riley and Lee. I love that. Oh, it's, it's great that you're giving him credit like that. Well, the, the great thing is, you know, people looked at, you know, what they wanted to 
to do that was not hurting anybody else, and they wanted to just follow their passion. And they went and fought for that and made something happen for all of us. Yeah. Well, you know what happened? I think the whole issue created the homebrew movement, frankly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, uh, you know, at the time, we were the only club in California. There was a club, uh, the Santa Clara Valley Beer Club, mm-hmm. and we found each other because of the political issue. And telephone calls. Uh, and then, then telephone calls. Polls. And That's how you found polls, each right? other. Yeah. Telephone calls and polls. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, and then, I mean, look at the, in the first year, we have uh, three new clubs, hmm. Multos Falcons, San Andreas Maltz, um, and, then, and then you get into the uh, Redwood <gasps> Loggers, and then we had, uh, shortly thereafter, um, Shasta County Sudzers, Sonoma Bureaucrats, Wild Yeast Culture in Walnut Creek, mm. Warts of Wisdom in Mountain View, Poppy yeah. Cappers in Stanislaus County. Uh, then it spreads to Southern California to uh, Quality Ale Fermentation Fraternity, Quaff. Oh, yeah. It's good right? around. Jamil here is still a member of in Anaheim. I mean, really the whole struggle to legalize it mushroomed a movement. Yeah. yeah. It two, federated you guys. I've got yeah. two questions for you. One is... How did you learn to homebrew, and did your beer suck, or was it really good? At yeah, time? good question. Um, <laughs> I was a little girl in New York, and I would sneak behind the garage, behind my neighbor's I like the story already. shrub, yeah. <laughs> where it was private, and pretend to brew. Really? I'd, I'd steal berries off of bushes and mix up, you know, herbs and leaves. Pot or a small pot you know. or something. And then <clears throat> then when I went to girls' camp in the Adirondacks, and I'm a counselor in training, I steal pots and pans out of the um, uh, the kitchen, which I have, an access, I have access to because I'm a counselor in training, mm-hmm. and go behind the cabin and start <laughs> putting... Berries and leaves and water and, you know, anything I can find. Hang on, I have to stop you for one second. <laughs> yes. Because because if you're pretending to brew at a young age, it means you've seen somebody brew. Where, where How was beer in your life or brewing in your... You were inventing it in your brain. I kind of read it wow. like an Adam and Eve DVD. It, it's DVD like it I was just... in my DNA. <laughs> really? Uh, All right, yeah, and then I went to college and this president of my dorm said, hey, Riley, my uncle has a home brew recipe from the um, Prohibition days. You want to try it? And okay. I was like, oh, yes. That's your ass idea. <laughs> and so we brewed this beer in the dorm. Now, you know, this is... Do you remember 19, that first recipe? 1970. I mean, we couldn't even go to dinner without wearing skirts, and we couldn't <laughs> leave the dorm after nine. I mean, this is... Wow. You know. Okay, okay. So, brewing days. beer, no less having a bottle of beer in a dorm would be enough to get you kicked out of college. Sure. All right. Anyway, so we brew up... You know, it was... We did quite a bit, because my memory is, is we had four cases... Okay. Well, there was one. We're the popular dorm. African American woman in this dorm. This is the Iowa. Lots of white people. Sure. And of course, she was ten times nicer than any of us, and always well dressed <laughs> and poised and articulate. And she opened up her closet door, and there was this oobleck all over her clothes. Oh, it had. Uh, uh, 
it had exploded. From upstairs or something. From the fourth floor down. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. Wait, what kind of beer was it? Do you remember the the style? Just oh, an ale? It was, it was an ale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was really some, light. Some standard light ale. Um, okay. So the, this was such a hyenas crime that the Dina women wasn't called over to the dorm. The Dina men. <laughs> <laughs> was called over a real, a real, even a real dean, right? Yeah, that's Actually, like yeah. his favorite call in the and whole semester. This Somebody dean really beat you. was yeah. a Vietnam War veteran, and he only had <laughs> was... one leg. Oh no! <laughs> Put you in the tiger cage. Uh-oh. This is a yeah. movie. Yeah. And he had a peg leg for the other, and he had no! to. We didn't have an elevator in this 1850s dorm, and he had to walk up four flights of stairs <laughs> and oh. walk down four cases of beer out of that dorm. So he was like in a good mood right when he got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here. What are you, what are you ladies having a problem with? Wow. So I tearfully called up my biology professor, who was my advisor, and said, oh, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to get kicked out of college. And he goes, <laughs> Riley, calm down. Uh, what's the recipe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quick, before you Quick. get put in the hole. <laughs> get us the recipe. Yeah. So we had a college radio, and so we got the recipe out on the college radio. Okay. Well, the dorm had its own judicial council and acquitted. We acquitted ourselves. Yeah, the Greek nice. council. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's a good council. So, yeah, the great council for the trilams. Yeah. Yeah. But then, okay, so this this is my background. You asked a question. Yeah. I'm giving a very that's long okay. answer. You're all right. So, awesome. so I moved to Berkeley, and I finally have a basement of my own. Okay. It's, you know, like, is that a room of my own? It's a basement of my own. <laughs> and there was wine and the people who actually had a little bit of instruction and yeast. And like mm-hmm. I said, a hydrometer was really important. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I just... He just kept on brewing? Just kept on... It kept getting better and better, obviously. Uh, sure. You probably had a great place to ferment being in the basement there. It was very good. It was very temperature controlled. Yeah. Now, Riley, I, I read your article. Uh, it was back in the 90s. That you, I did, yeah, 92. I, I read, so I read through it before the show. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like you, in, in some ways, lost interest in brewing when it became legal. I mean, it sounds like you had this... Oh, you're a bad girl. Yeah, you had this kind of <laughs> sordid past with it that maybe was part of the excitement. And and did you stop brewing when it became legal? I did. You did? Because it just didn't seem exciting? It didn't or? have the same... <laughs> you weren't pushing an envelope anymore. Well, it it's not like drinking beer. I have to admit, this is maybe my favorite part of the story. Yeah. I really oh, yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> that you're like, ah, I don't know, it's just not so cool anymore. It's such a Berkeley thing anymore. <laughs> Uh, are you are you cooking meth now? Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it you're doing now? Right, put something else in. To me, look, look on the telephone no, pole. No comment. No comment. She moved from Berkeley to Pacheco. Did you did you ever brew again? I did. You did. You got back um, into it. Yeah. You know, uh, in the '80s, I really got into the urban streams movement oh. in California and nationally. So it really tied up my time. Yeah. Uh, flying to Washington, and and we got a oh, you know this beer brew bill ended up being very important because it. I cut my teeth on well, how do you get a bill written? Yeah, okay. Like that part, you know, sure. how do you make friends with a legislator? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you go to Sacramento and lobby mm-hmm. for something? Yeah. And so in '84, I went back to Tom Bates and said, "Would you carry a bill to start an urban streams restoration program in California?" And he said, "Sure." Nice. And because I had that relationship with him on the beer brewing bill, yeah. you know, it went into my watershed work. What an amazing... Wow. It really sort of set the stage for, for your future work. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. 
you know, there's a lot of good stories around beer like that, where it just you get to yeah. know people because it's all walks of life. And this Tom Bates got right in there. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, and then I met Charles Rixler at a benefit for the League of Conservation Voters. Okay. Uh, who was the first person to have a brewery located in his home after Prohibition. Oh, uh, I, he was from Berkeley. Okay. And what we began to learn was that there were very strong ties between environmentalists and beer brewers. Hmm. So yeah. this whole benefit for the League of of conservation voters was um, a bunch of early brewers who showed up to donate their brew for the environmental movement. Yeah. Oh. So we were like, oh, this, you know, it makes a lot of sense. You know, beer reflects a local environment. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. The temperature in your garage or your basement, the yeast, the what happens with the brew ultimately is very environmental. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, and so you know, it was. It was kind of fascinating to to just experience this connection between the two movements. I think you see this to this day with the green movement and breweries using renewable energy and and those sort of things as well. There is a problem in the craft beer industry right now with a, a new bill being presented, and you, you made me think of this. Uh, it's it's literally going on right now, where um, they're trying to make it uh, difficult for breweries like Jamil. Uh, right now, farmers are allowed to come and pick up the spent grain. It's an excellent way to recycle spent grain. Uh, farmers love it. Uh, brewers obviously love it. Uh, the government is is looking to make it very difficult based on another – it's it's a food law that is just sort of being applied to breweries because they fall under the blanket where they're making it next to impossible. It would be very, very expensive, the amount of, of machinery, uh, equipment, and, and certification – that Heretic Brewing Company would need in order for farmers to pick up his grain. They have to dry it out. There's this whole process they're looking to make. Packaged, can't touch hands. And, and, and it would make it impossible for Jamil to do the environmental thing, which is, is to, to environmentally get rid of his spent grain, helps the farmers, helps him. And, and so the craft beer industry is trying to rise up and there's a lot of petitions going around and, uh, and fight against this bill because it would, it would literally alter this relationship you're talking about, this local relationship and, and the relationship with the environment that, that brewers have been doing for years and years and years. You know, Budweiser doesn't, have to, doesn't care because their spent grain doesn't necessarily go to a local farmer. There's too much of it. But Jamil's spent grain, there's just enough. It's perfect. And this relationship is really in trouble right now with yeah. this new bill. Uh, you can go to uh, the BrewersAssociation.org right now, uh, folks at home, and read about this if you don't know about it. We posted a link to it on our on our Facebook page, I believe, this week. Uh, if we didn't, we we will right away. And uh, it's it's kind of a call to action on this very relationship that you're talking about, Riley. And it's kind of a it's a bummer to see it still happening, you know. Uh, but we still have to get involved and and change things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Riley, what a story you have! I'm so happy to have met you at our beer festival, at, of all places. That's right. very, it's yeah, very, the, very cool. The uh, early, I think, the first beer festival was um, organized by uh, Owens from the Bison Brewery in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. The first uh, ever yeah, beer yeah, festival. It was a, it was a music beer, homebrew yeah. beer, microbrewery. Excellent. Brewery festival. And now, as soon as the weather gets warm, it's like there's a beer festival every weekend. Are, are you are you aware at all at, at how big home brewing and craft brewing is? I don't know if you're still into craft beer a lot, but 
it is absolutely enormous in this country right now. And as you, I hope you know, stems from this work that we've been talking about that you guys did. I mean, there are what something like twenty four, twenty five hundred breweries in. The, it's more than that, 2, Moscow. Twenty seven hundred like breweries, like a hundred year high. Micro breweries in the country. Wow. Uh, the National Homebrewers Conference sells out every year with with like three thousand participants go to this conference. The homebrew competitions all across the country are at capacity every time. I mean, it has just absolutely exploded. And it's legal. <laughs> Thanks to you, right? You help change the world. <laughs> you help change the world. Liver transplants are on the rise. <laughs> it changed my world for sure. It's been great. Uh, well, yeah, we're essentially all here. We sit here today because it, because yeah, it's, otherwise right? we would be that pirate radio show not talking about homebrewing. Right. right. We're not talking about using a carboy to ferment beer and right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you would have been. We're talking about everything but pitching the yeast or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Instead of uh, broadcasting off the back of our Jeep running through like <laughs> Christian Slater did and pump up a volume, we'd be That's out the back right. of a bus. Uh, what a wonderful story. Do you, uh, are you friends with any of these original club members anymore, I wonder? Any of the. Um, you know, I was looking at my original list. Um, we're all getting pretty old. You know, Lee Co died. Quite a while ago. Okay. Um, well, the wine beer. and the people. Uh, not there anymore. They're is not it? there anymore. Yeah. Although if you if you drive by, uh, you'll see there's a little bookstore with a with a barrel hanging. Oh, that's the spot. Uh, I yeah. know the place. Yeah. 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 I always wondered where this was. You would, Nate. Well, I've got advice for you. All those Nate people knows are dead. Everything. You should no. take all the credit now. I mean, you know, really, they're not going to they're not going to complain. That's how they the story. Down. Well, they aren't all yeah. dead, but. <laughs> But, you know, but they're all deaf and they'll never know about this. Younger people had to take over. and you know. Yeah. Well, I don't think we can thank you enough uh, for what you've already done. I certainly thank you for being on here to uh, talk about it with us on the show. I know our listeners just love this story. So thanks for what you did for us. All right. Well, you know, I may take you up on the idea of scanning some of this stuff. I will do it all for you. Jamil will definitely do it. I guarantee you. Literally, he's he's the responsible one in the room, so uh, he'll (laughs) he'll take care of things for you. One question. The uh, Oak Barrel Homebrew Shop, which still exists today on San Pablo, that was around during the time in which you guys were forming? Uh, It was pretty early. Um, uh, After Wine and the People closed, the Oak Barrel was shortly right thereafter. Okay, got it. So they're around the same time. um, that they were very supportive of this movement and you know homebrew classes and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, I uh, the chat room's letting me know. By the way, just interrupt really quick that the grain bill is now uh, under review for revision. Uh, is what the chat is telling us. So that maybe they are talking mm-hmm. about revising. Yeah, they, for uh, brewers. people responded and and we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the you have to be vigilant. You have to you have to really uh, you know you you have to identify what's important to you you have to keep an eye out and be vigilant and then you need to take action you can't just sit by yeah. and say oh well somebody else will take care of it no you need to step up like riley did and make something happen you need to to you know if you want the world a certain way you need to make it that way that's right don't just assume it's going to happen because it won't yep you need to you need to you know step up and and be responsible. I and hope it happens by, here. By doing that, it's not complaining on Facebook. It's actually going out. <laughs> no, like seriously, it's, not, yeah, it's yeah, actually good, going JK. out yeah, and absolutely. contacting You're your right. representatives in your state legislature <laughs> and actually like voicing your opinion to people who 
who who can make a difference, not to your friend at a pub. That yeah. says a lot coming yeah. from Jason. Yeah. Yeah, Riley didn't oh, just right. go back out to the telephone pole and post a very stern letter <laughs> right. about how homebrewing was illegal. Don't you guys hate this? Well, yeah, it's not whining to your friend. It's it's going out and yeah. doing something, like right. JP's saying. Exactly. Uh, one very last good. question. I, I I know you got to go, and we're a little short on time anyway, Riley, but I wanted to ask you this. You, you know, you talked about all these homebrew clubs sort of popping up, right, Sort directly after. And it makes me wonder. Uh, it's sort of the chicken or the egg uh, question, you know, um, were all these homebrewers not organizing as clubs and just sort of staying in the basement because they were afraid that it was illegal? And as soon as it became legal, well, let's organize. Or, you know, or 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 did now it's legal? Hey, we should try this homebrewing thing. Yeah. You see what I'm asking? What right. do you think? Uh, well, some of both. Okay. Um, because I think when the first four clubs started to organize, they a network started where more more and more people started to get involved. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think, uh, you know, the, the clubs made the bill happen. After the bill happened, that made more clubs. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and then as home brewing became um, uh, more common and we had more of a network, just think about it. There's more technology mm-hmm. being shared, sure. more, you know, brewing strategies being mm-hmm. shared, more recipes being shared. Uh, more knowledge about brewing, making some science possible, yeah. like learning things and telling exactly. everybody. Exactly. So um, then, then we had a, a group of sort of super home brewers who went, "Wait a minute, I want to make my living doing this." Yeah. yeah. So the Pacific Brewery in San Francisco was mm-hmm. a home brewer. Okay. Um, Buffalo Bill's brewery in Hayward. In there, yeah, he was a home brewer. Yeah. You know, Owen was a home brewer. So, really, the first microbreweries were home brewers. Yeah, okay. And 90% of the breweries that start today are Today, it's yep. still that way, it, it seems. If you take Jamil as an example, you know. All right, Riley, listen, i gotta, I got to do this. Because uh, you are just, you are wonderful. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, and, and we're here because of you. So, thanks so much and for spending time with us today. And it sounds like Jamil might get a hold of that paperwork so everyone right. can can kind of check it out, that too. That would be great. It really is a lot of information that's incredible. You saved it, and I'm, we're so happy you did. Uh, you're just a resource to, to cherish. Thanks, Riley. Well, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Look, you can come back and drink beer with us anytime. We'll, I'm sure we can come up with about 100 more questions for you. Okay, so well, if you have Firestone Double Barrel Beer. Oh, you like Firestone? Okay. There might be some in the fridge. Now you're <laughs> now you're speaking our language again. Oh yeah. We're a Firestone house right here. We Absolutely. love that brewery. Right. <laughs> Ann Riley, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can check her out on our live stream page. Um, you can see her here in action and, and I know that we showed some of those documents on the camera and it sounds like maybe we'll get some available for you to read. Uh, I'm gonna take us to a break right now. Uh, but that's just what great information. We're all here because of it. Uh, the break's gonna be a little bit long, so just hang in there live listeners it's only because we're going to pour our brewcaster challenge beer right now at the break we're going to come right back and judge it and find out was it moscow or doc hang in there it's the session and we'll be back in just a few minutes Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. That's it. I've had it. I am 
What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states. Plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind, but I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Yeah. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. 
Hey brewers, it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2014 Rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503-982-5166 or visit bcrosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. bcrosbyhops.com Hops from the Crosby family farm to yours. Hero, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Is Dan Riley? That was fun and a, and a good story to hear. I'm telling you, I just I thought it was such bullshit when somebody was, oh yeah, no, she legalized homebrewing, and then I realized they're not bullshitting me right now. Very she, cool. She gave me her meth recipe before she left. Nice. There you go. Excellent. Well, and she told me it was secret. Yeah, well, was BS. She looked really. She good said underground. She didn't <laughs> yeah. say secret. She's the Heisenberg of homebrew. Did we get a fact checked on Maltos Falcons being the oldest homebrew club in California? Yeah. So we never had gotten she a, kept a, saying a full, San Andreas. Uh, well, no, Hertz or the Yeast Bay Brewers. That Hertz right. was the first, well, and then that there still were exist. San Andreas oh. still exists. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. How'd that happen? Yeah, we might have to do San a fact Andreas check. Malt- also, did uh, um, she describe uh, Maltos? Uh, Falcons North Bay as starting up here. Yes. Did we know that? She might have been on map. No, she was saying because <laughs> I thought. I mean, clearly now they're Southern California, right? But yes, where they started up here and then moved. That might have been one little discrepancy could, could, there. Could have been. Could have been. I think that happened. she just that, had a very broad. Like when she just started naming things, like she was like, "I know this guy, and he was in this." And yeah, I don't think she likes I being got. called a broad, but <laughs> she prefers. To, she was yeah. in the wrong room then. Never call chicks broads. All right. Hey, let me let you know uh, about a wonderful sponsor of ours, um, Satir Stein. Did I get it right? No. You just told me how to do it, and then I Satir Stein, baby. Satir Stein. Satir Stein Homebrew. Satir Stein Homebrew is a project that's on Kickstarter now, and I love these Kickstarter campaigns. People uh, trying to make it happen with uh, limited resources, but but living their dream through it. So it's fun to see. Uh, Sater Stein is a project now on Kickstarter that bridges the gap between hobbies. Uh, it takes uh, science fiction fantasy, gaming, mythology, and even history, and explores it through beer. Uh, Don Dem, the man behind it all, wants to make it easier for people to dive into the hobby uh, so you can feel confident, uh, you know, when you try your hand at brewing and and then have some fun. So check out the video. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you'll be toasting the yeast for some time to come. You can see the Kickstarter video 
Uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, Google him. It's uh, S-A-T-Y-R Saderstein, and you'll see his uh, his Twitter and uh, his Kickstarter campaign right there at the top, and you can go uh, contribute and uh, help uh, Don live the dream. Because it's a long URL. Yeah. Is that the deal? Yes. Yeah. So uh, they also have a Twitter, by the way. I just noticed you can go to uh, Saderstein, S-A-T-Y-R-S-T-E-I-N on Twitter. I'm seeing that over there. And uh, go check them out. It's a unique project uh, uh, mixing science fiction and mythology with with beer, yeah. If you watch the, his uh, his video on his Kickstarter page, there, I think you'll get a, an idea of uh, of Don's personality and kind of what he's going for here with this recipe book. And uh, it's uh, all the geek stuff that uh, I know you love. Yeah, all you Magic the Gathering people out there, go check about Saderstein. Google it. Okay, so it's time to do our Brewcaster challenge once again. Yeah, JP loves the Brewcaster challenges. He's not involved in. Right? Don't we have a song for this? And uh, in order to do the Brewcaster challenge, thank you, JP. You're welcome. You did wonderful things. Uh, <laughs> no, you really do, because I totally would have blown over that. <laughs> uh, Nathan, if you don't love this as much as I do... GTFO. I will blow you. Oh, I think I know whose work is coming next. <laughs> Wait, if you don't like it, you'll blow him. Yeah, because I know he's going to love it. So it's it's it hands now. down. I will blow you, and I'll It's put, a safe decision, then. I'll put my pinky in your butthole while I blow you. If wow. you don't love the official Brewcaster Challenge song... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, then we take a break for 16 measures. Wait a minute. I've heard this really long. <laughs> the Brewcaster Challenge this time around between Dr. Scott and Scott Moskowitz. The Ballad of the Scots. Dr. or Scott. Imperial IPA. We've tasted at the break and we've voted. I mean, the battle of the Brewcasters. <laughs> yeah. I need this that. This is amazing. Be there. Be there. This Pro- was written for us by a listener. Huh? Pretty yeah. good production value. Oh, yeah. Pro tip. When you do a cover song, you can shorten the intro. You didn't just steal it from somewhere? Wait till you hear how long the outro is. It's 185 measures. <laughs> oh, God. But there are Doc lyrics. running up the steps right now with, you know. He knows we like to talk for a while, oh. so he wanted to give us some time. You know? I, think I, think practice. I think it's coming right here. Oh, no. Sorry. No, it is. Oh. Guy can sing, I'll tell you that. Right, it's the Brewcaster Challenge. <laughs> wow. As yeah. hardcore as Europe. It was Europe, right? Asia? Was. Oh. Europe. It was Europe. Yeah. The original band I think it was knows. Eurasia. No, no. Europe. You sure? That's they fun. also did mm. Cherokee. Same key. And notes. They wrote one song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a lot of mileage out of that one song. It's publishing rights, you know? Jip, who wrote this? 
Brandon. Brandon Zeddies. Brandon Zeddies is a badass. Thank you for sending us our official Brewcaster Challenge song. Can you leave the pot up during the whole thing? I, I kind of like the bed. I can because it goes on. <laughs> I wasn't lying about 150 measures. So I'll just leave it right here. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see when it stops. All right. So we tasted the uh, two IPAs, uh, double IPAs, Imperial IPAs. We're going to hear from Jamil on that later uh, at the at the break. And the voting has been done. So we're going to go right to revealing um, the, the winner. And then we'll talk about the individual beers. Who's uh, keeping score? Should we we keep... voted in number one and number two. Do we want to know who number one and number two is first? No. 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 We just want to tally the ones and twos, and then we'll say who it is. I just want to say uh, Moscow's beer is pretty good. Yeah? Uh, oh, so you know them. Okay. All right. That's enough. That's oh. enough. That's enough. That's enough. I got a mistake. I, I have an I and a Z. Uh, <laughs> I didn't shit. get a one and a two. Is? Oh. Yeah, cut to a break, and we'll, we'll redo Jamil's. All right. JP's keeping score for me. Here we go. Beer number one, beer number two. Our first vote, number two. All right. So far, it's one to zero <laughs> for beer number two. And Thank we're still you. on the outro. JP's a color guy. You know how you have, you have the announcer and you have the color guy. Yeah. Uh, JP, our second vote. Call me Brew Raminda. It's for number two. Number two. You know, Justin, that's two votes for number two. Number one has to get two more votes to be tied. Thank you. Our third vote today is for number one. Whoa. You know, I would call that a comeback. It's just pretty close. Now, number two should be shaking in their brewing boots. You know what this reminds me of? Just real quick, we uh, we went to uh, Taryn's uh, family's beach house a couple of years ago, and we were playing indoor golf uh, uh. all night, and uh, we'd spent all day on the golf course uh, having uh, Oscar Blues beer, and uh, Justin and JP were doing commentary <laughs> all night during the indoor golf tournament, and I don't mean like for 20 minutes, and I'm exaggerating. It went on for hours and hours until we passed out the color commentary and the announcer. That's so, right, Bob. This is not just... <laughs> you, you, right, right you are. are. What do you think this is just for the show? Oh no, no, this is real life. Oh yeah, any shrooms involved in this? No, but I do feel like it would. Had it been on the radio, it was the best radio we ever did. Which is usually what happens. The best radio we do is off the radio. (laughs) All right, our fourth vote today, JP, is for number two. Wow. I don't have anything to say now. After that lead-in, I have nothing to say. That's the that's the color guys go to. Uh, hey, what's the magic number? Right now? Wow. When, when, what's, when's the, uh, well, I think it's safe to say that number two is voting. in the lead right now. Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, it's four I have, win it. Well, I have two votes left in my hand, so oh, oh. it could be tied. Okay, at best one can tie. It could be tied. Then what? All right. This could be the. <laughs> then uh, we go to a. Uh, that far ahead. We go to a giant makeout session to determine the winner. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Our fifth vote. Yes. Is for number two, making beer number two the winner. And just so you know, our sixth vote is also for number two. Uh, Number one garnered one vote out of the crew. Uh, So almost unanimous. It's time to find out who brewed number one. (laughs) Drum roll, please. And who brewed number two. More color, color, man. And the winner of beer number two, the brewer is... Moskowitz. DOC. Oh, oh yeah. Scott comes wow. through. Thank God. The self-appointed hater of IP- double IPAs. Never brewed a double IPA, I believe. I know you've brewed IPAs before. No. I, I don't think you've Best ever- I got closest was a pale ale. Okay. <laughs> Which means, uh, my, who gave number one the vote? Let's find out. I did. Viva! <laughs> Can I say why? Yes, yes. I thought number two smelled like pee. Oh. I couldn't drink it. <laughs> 
Uh, do I sense Simcoe hops in the number two? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know if you're sensitive to the, the that whole pea flavor. It smells no. like potpourri to me. It no. smells like pea. All right. Potpourri pea. Well, that's good pea. So let's let's do this. I would like to discuss the losing beer first, at leading up to the winning beer. Let, we need to find out about the techniques and the process and the recipe and the whole deal. So, <laughs> pardon me. Let's go to beer number one, uh, brewed by Moscow. Uh, first of all, Moscow, what do you think of of the beer? And 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 compared to number two, which would you have have voted for? Oh yeah, number two is the the clear winner. Um, I could have a pint of number two, and I could I could not have a pint of my own of your own. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm I'm no fan of the style, but but two's just so well done that it's I, I I would like a pint, even though I'm not a fan of Imperial IPAs. Okay, so tell us about the beer. I know you did a, a Pliny clone, is that right? From yeah. from more beer from yes. our sponsor at more beer. Yes. Uh, okay, and you just followed that to the T, basically. Oh uh, no, not to the T. No, I, I omitted uh, some of the Simcoe uh, from the dry hops and from the uh, and, and from the. The boil as well, because uh, I know nobody in here likes uh, that hop, really. And so I'm, I'm brewing to win the contest. I want to go for the taste of the people who are tasting it, right? Yeah. Good yeah. job. Um, and Smart. I also waited until later than it said um, to add the uh, corn sugar um, okay. to a, try and avoid the cooked corn sugar thing, which I don't think I did. I think it still kind of tastes like that. Okay. Um, so, no, not to the tea. But otherwise, so, yes. All right. N- none of that helped. No, yeah, that is correct. It did not. Tried everything. Not help. No. It is. It 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 seems oxidized and flabby and under attenuated. Well, and that's weird because I, I did hit. I, <laughs> I did hit my the balls. No, Scott, if you would. Scott would like to know <laughs> yeah. what, how to make his beer better. I would, and yeah. I, which is weird because I I did hit my finishing grab, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was so uh, ten eleven. So how how can it be under attenuated if I if I hit that target? Uh, check your Does hydrometer. It just it's little, it's warty. It's warty. It, right? I call yeah. it or or under or under bitter. Yeah, it's warty and oxidized. Kind of, it's got this kind of funky, kind of stale, caramely thing, excessively caramely thing going on. Did Which you, you know, when when oxidation happens, it adds this color and because you know Pliny is is not nearly that dark. Oh, oxidation adds color too. Oh, it'll darken. Yeah, 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 yeah. can. Well, well, it's, it's like hold, the, hold that up. Steel, to the camera, would you? steel becomes. Uh, you know, rust. Yeah, and rust has that orange color. Oxidation oh, had, will darken a beer, right? Definitely. I had no idea. Leave your hydrometer sitting out. You mentioned beer, and it'll darken. Scott, okay. if I remember correctly, before the show, you mentioned transferring your beer a couple times. Yes, that could have introduced could have, could have yeah. some O yeah. two. Uh, Scott, Scott, on Scott, Scott's a good brewer. Wait, hang on, you know, hang on. But, you know, in this one, that that's where the failure is. Transfer a couple times. Tell us about the transfers. Uh, yeah, well, I, I racked from the primary to uh, an, to a smaller carboy for the for the dry hop, and then I racked again off the dry hop into another carboy uh, before I kicked. Just, and, to, to and then I cold it? crashed in the in the third carboy just to get yeah, to get it as clear as possible. Okay, when you cold crashed in the carboy, were you? Did you have any other like CO two or anything on top of it? You were just pulling in oxygen when you when you cold. Did you flush it. the car, the carboy with CO two before uh, you transferred yeah, into I it? I did. Yeah, but, but, but you know when, when it's sitting there, when you get it cold, it, get it cold. You're you, sucking. You in might air. be pulling in like four percent. Is that uh, right? Of, of the volume in air. So how how does one cold crash without that happening? Uh, cold crash in a keg where you can apply CO two to it. Uh oh, I just cold crashed my Schwartz beer. <laughs> It's Shit. sucking oxygen right now. Oh, no. yeah, I gotta go, guys. I'll be back in twenty minutes. <laughs> is that just because oxygen is is lighter than air or something? No, the volume what is decreases. The You're right. So so yeah. the the volume of liquid when it changes in temperature, it changes in size, 
and that size change, you know, it has to come from somewhere. Right. It's not going it, to implode the, yeah, the yeah. carboy. It pulls in oxygen and the head space, or pulls in air. The head space above it contracts, right? So it's got a, it's got a, the Take pressure, the pressure goes down yeah, when yeah. it gets right. colder. So it's got to suck it in from somewhere. And usually, it bubbles in through your uh, airlock. Your yeah. airlock. Yeah, people are like, "Why is my airlock empty?" Right. Or yeah. something like this. It's or why is why is the blow off well, tube pulling in the stuff from the bottle the bucket and that's and you, part and of the you reason. You can't why. pressurize your Shit. carboy. So right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. you put in a in a keg and cold crash it in there. I wish I had a time machine. That's what I'd do. Well, this is the well, point of the so broadcast challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You learn. That we get You're to learn these brewer. things. You know, it's it's not it's not the end of the world. Now what you are really nasty at is sticking your Pudgy little fingers in every cup when you carried them up here. <laughs> I saw gross. that, you bastard. I wanted if, it to have a salty kick. Uh, oh, if you ever like do a that again, kick. that That's... explains a lot of oniony and cheese I get out of these. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna throw up it's with the, your the fingernail fat fingers in the glass. <laughs> Wait, I want to do it again. That was the urine. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, oh. you're gonna kill me. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. Uh, okay, so. Uh, we think the main problem then is the oxidation because it does sound like it attenuated that's one thing for me. It's, it's got higher alcohols too. I yeah, I forget this was wasn't a, as good. I think. Oh, and, maybe that's and why that's it's oxidized. maybe that's why it seems sweeter is because of the higher alcohols in it. Mm-hmm. You get get mm-hmm. get just that can help. I mean, yeah. it's it, sweetness comes across as under attenuated, hmm. and if you get higher alcohols from usually from a higher fermentation temperature, then you're going to get a perceived sweetness Whoa. at the end. Of different alcohols, solvany even mm-hmm. to come across. This was a mini mash beer. I forget. Uh, this was extract with steeping grains. Okay. Well, and, you know, here's one of the things. You, you, it doesn't matter what beer you brew. If you take a, a, a grape brewer, toxic grape brewer, and you can have him brew anything, and it's a beer he doesn't brew. His fundamentals of you know watching for oxidation, for fermentation, you know, just treating everything right, it <coughs> carries across, and then it's it becomes a recipe issue. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's not something he really has dialed in his recipes for, so it is what it is. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, it, but you know the fundamental flaws; those don't appear. Yeah, I wonder what Nate's excuse is going to be when I beat his ass because he has the fundamentals down, and so I, I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll find out. Drinking throughout the brew day, but the- <laughs> I had to keep pace with you, right. and then dropping acid before I started. So. <laughs> So there's not too much to talk about in terms of recipe because it's your standard Pliny clone. You can go to our, our wonderful sponsor at morebeer.com right now, and you can actually buy the clone uh, kit yourself. And, and I've had it. It's a, it's a wonderful kit. Um, I didn't find your beer a, a, as offensive, uh, but but my palate's not as good as some of these guys. I actually found it to be a, a good beer. It just that the Docs definitely was a cleaner. Uh, it was a clearer choice. Yeah. But I also agree with your own statement. I, I would have had trouble downing a pint of your beer right um i would have maybe tasted it and gone oh okay somebody made a, a double ipa and and um, that's not my thing i would very homebrew you know yeah uh, you know that that yeah so tory comment yeah it, i mean it, <laughs> yeah. For, when i tasted them side by side docs is clearly so much better balanced crisper and, yeah it, right brighter in color brighter, brighter in taste well and, I, and more balanced i think it's hard to brew this style extract I think yeah. you have to do all grain. I, don't, I, I think I think maybe there's a, a color and a gravity ceiling that you hit. Um, I mean, it's really tough to dial in your color with, when you have no control over the color from the get go. I mean, extracts are going to be a little darker, anyways. But you know, he, he got fresh extract because we went to more beer. Yep. 
Um, so excuse me. Yeah, no, it's not a knock on the extract yeah. quality. I right. think it's just on the medium in general. Where where if you if you're going to brew a a, a a beer, I think that's not as um, there is some some drawback to the concentration. Yeah. If you're trying to make something really light, exactly and right, delicate. Yeah. I mean, that's why you're you know. adding the the corn sugars because you're trying to bump the gravity up without mm-hmm. without doing the whole extra malt thing and, and kind of weighing down the flavor. I still think so. it was more than that, though. It was, but but I think just from the get go, I think mm-hmm. I think doing a, at a, a disadvantage. You mean just from yeah? Right, Scott right, was right. already kind of down one because uh, because of, of the of the medium in general. Sure, yeah. and down two because he's a ginger. Uh, so you <laughs> soulless ginger, yes, right. Uh, you got to have soul to brew an eye. Doc has soul, so mm-hmm. or a soul anyway. <laughs> Isn't that Spanish for sun? <laughs> yeah, he has someone's soul. Let's just say that he's taken a few, probably. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, Moscat, you made it to the to the winners bracket after defeating Jamil, yeah. and uh, you had to go up against Doc. We tried to level the playing field. Um, I'll say the aroma is great, but I, it's. Yeah, actually, I did like the aroma, it's too. It's not a terrible, it's not it's, a no, terribly not made beer. Uh, Docs just happen to be better, that's I, all. That's kind of my, that's what I was saying by, I don't, I'm not getting, like, the egregious uh, uh, flaws, uh, the uh, oxidation flaws that others are, but I don't, I'm not saying they're not there. Right. I just, I, I thought, actually, it did smell wonderful. Um, then the taste was just, yeah, it, it, it had some problems. It, it's uh, definitely not a, oh, God, I can't take a second sip beer by yeah. any means, but, yeah, when you're thinking... With a whole pint in front of you, maybe not, but right. it's not a bad beer. But this also is the point of the Brewcaster Challenge in kind of a bracket system, like uh, uh, it, you know, much like the NCAA tournament, an underdog can knock out a top seed in maybe the first round. But you, what you hope is that the best brewer who who has the best fundamentals, like you're you know mm-hmm. pointing out, I'm, I really mean this, the best fundamentals, like Jamil's pointing out, ends up hopefully at the end we have one of our top. You know what we think are our top brewers as a winner. I'll be there. Don't I, would, I would have been shocked <laughs> right. if Scott beat Doc. Yeah, I would yeah. have been absolutely shocked. Tough style. You know, we talk about this style like we we joke about it as saying, "Oh, just throw in more hops if you want to cover up your flaws." Uh, but when I do it like this, I disagree with that. Yeah, I feel no, no. like it's a difficult hops, style. So hops won't hide, but maybe it's because I don't like it. I think, and also. You know, I, I think as it gets towards the end, and you you define it down to you know, like the two best brewers. Yeah. Then, like, recipe is going to start to come into play. Yeah. Because they'll both be making great fermentation, great wort, all this. They've got all the fundamentals totally dialed in. Yeah. And then what what you're going to see is, like, okay, well, now who can, you know, deal with a style that they haven't brewed before and, you know, which one of them owns brewing classic styles? And and that's what Well, it, it's kind of to me. It, it feels like a, a like a very experienced uh, artist, a, a painter, mm-hmm. with the recipe. What did he then do with the tools available to him, right. and how did those apply to us? Right, like it, Scott did try to take into account his audience, and I think that was a smart move. Uh, you're like, hey, we're not a big Simcoe, except for like you know, Tasty. We're not a big Sim- Simcoe crew, so you you pulled that out. So that's an artist like picking his paint, right? Right. Um, but I think you're right, Jamil. When the all other Scott's things case, being it's more like picking his nose. <laughs> And then, and, then hold, and then holding the rim of the glass. The, oh, stick yeah. it in. Rim. No, you buried God them ham hocks deep into the glass. <laughs> I saw that. Did man. you actually touch liquid? Oh, no. It was close. Oh, it was close. <laughs> it was not close. <laughs> Halfway. All right, let's talk about Doc's beer, uh, which is the winner today. Uh, you did not use a, a clone recipe of any kind. I, I assume you made your own? Yeah, I did some reading up on Pliny clones, and that's kind of how I started. Of course, I referenced 
Brewing style. Brewing style. Brewing classic styles, yeah. Exactly. Good. Whatever the title is. Yeah. You know, the Classically cover, brewed book. thing. Well, basically the cover's gone and I can't even read it anymore. Okay. Because yeah. it's just so, it's so dog-eared and stuff. Uh, and then I started thinking of all the things I hate about really happy beers and uh, I, I so hey, you can did I, that. <laughs> can I change that? So I did. Um, so there's a lot of hops in here. I took... Uh, Jamil's advice, which is always hop the fuck out of it. That's and, a hoppy son of a bitch. Yeah, I'll tell you that. And this this one actually this I have four kegs of it, and this one uh, I was gonna filter it, but I was too hungover yesterday. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll filter it after you give it to me. Yeah, like Jay Z said, fundamentals. <laughs> yeah, fundamentals. Yeah. I'll trade like, you. I'll trade you a bow pills. He's telling me okay. this is yeah. unfiltered. You like it? Yeah, it's, it's unfiltered. Yeah, and I don't like yeah, the bow pills. Clear, clear, clear than the, uh, every time I transferred it, I was really, really careful about any kind of oxygen uptake in this thing. Whatsoever. How many times did you transfer? Well, three or four, probably. So tell us about that. I think that's important to, to uh, I actually, the, the first uh, dry hopping went right into the conical. So primary? Yeah. Okay. Right into the, I usually don't in the conical. I dry. I actually uh, used a hop back on this, and I dusted the, the dust off my hop back and uh, used that. It, where does that go? So does that mean, like, as it from, goes? From the kettle, through the uh, chiller, and then into the conical. Well, you dropped the yeast before you dry hopped, right? Uh, yeah. Well, that's just a unit. You, that is a secondary, essentially. Yeah, so I dropped the yeast out of the bottom of the conical, dumped in a... Wait, 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 wait. I'm still on the hot back. You skipped over me. Okay, so... When I, when Kettle I, to... Does it, does it go into the hot back hot? Yeah. Well, not 212, but, you know, I cooled it down with the immersion chiller down to around the 150 range. In the kettle. In the kettle, and then I put it through the hot back at about 150, and then it went into... Then the, it goes through the chiller. Then the chiller, and then into the conical. Okay, all right. So that's your first after kettle right. hopping. So, yeah, so then it fermented uh, for a day or two, and then I put in the, the corn sugar at that point, and then it fermented for yeah, a good another seven days. I let it run. What temperature are you fermenting? Uh, it was 68... And then I let it ramp up to 70. And Scott, let's... did you temp control your fermentation uh, this time? Uh, just the uh, the wick, the wet t-shirt wick. Around it, okay. Yeah, so it worked. And actually, it was... What did you go for? Oh, well, I was going for 68. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure it was right there. I okay. mean, the, the, the room was about 65. And I know it runs a, a few de- uh, degrees warmer than that, right, when it's fermenting. It can a couple, yeah. Right, and it, I, I kind of was feeling it, and I had the, yeah. the laser thermometer thing, and it was right around 68. Oh, See, the, okay. the problem Why go to all that trouble to make a wart if you don't... Uh, well, the, the problem well, if you didn't have it. But the problem with that technique, and, and, I, and I keep railing against this, is your, your environmental control that you're doing, it's fine to start out, but eventually the yeast that are generating this heat they start to, to taper off, and your environmental control is still providing the same amount of cooling effort. And so it helps crash those yeast out so you don't get good attenuation. You don't get as dry as it should be. So what you need towards the end is something where you can say, hey, back off, you know, let's, let's, go, let's let it rise. Ah. And where you're actually measuring the temperature of the beer, and your cooling is applying the, the, the cooling effort based on what the yeast are doing. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't force the yeast out. Which and is that, what Doc said. With, he, right. he let his rise right. a couple of degrees mm-hmm. rather He's than go down. the temperature of the beer. Yeah. Not- Scott's kind of, you know, trying to do his best. But, you know, crack, open, crack open the, uh, you know, the... Uh, 
checkbook. bank account. Checkbook. Yeah, like, <laughs> the checkbook, the... Uh, the money purse. The I think a, a moth is going to fly out when <laughs> right, I get Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get a couple of shekels Some and, dust. Uh, you know, apply them towards, like, temperature control. Well, yeah. but it is an equipment thing, right? It's just something you have to spring for. You have to. You have yeah. to. I, you you, you know, got to keep it steady, steady, steady. Well, and the other problem, I mean, it, there's more than just a couple of degrees of heat. When there's active fermentation, it could be five or seven degrees. Right. Okay. Right? I've had carbides that are seven degrees higher than ambient. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. it's not just, you know, so so Scott, I mean, it's a, it, Jamil's right. It's, it, it's a good method to, to, if it's the worst case scenario, if you have nothing else. Um, but, uh, you know, 65 degrees, that thing could have been going 72 you never. You, you mm-hmm. just don't know because there's no probe inside to tell you mm-hmm. exactly what's going on either. So, so you're just you're just guessing. It could be 68. It could be 70. It, it could be 66. You yeah. just well, don't know. Okay. Like and then you say, can't repeat saying, it. That's the th- other thing. It's better like to have a, saying it, it could be five, seven degrees of of rise, and then once the yeast are stopped providing all that heat, mm-hmm. you're really suppressing the temperature. You're it's helping it fall. crash. Yeah. And it's not cleaning up diacetyl. It's not cleaning up a lot of other things, and the, that, compounds that are a real problem. And if the temperature is varying, you're you're stressing the yeast, and they're adding their own set of like off flavors as well. And some are going to drop out of solution because they're not happy with that temperature fluctuation. Mm-hmm. They're going to go into temperature shock yeah. protection mode, essentially. That's a big difference between you know a lot of home brewers and commercial brewers. Is one is temperature controlling, the other one isn't. Yeah, have you ever been into a commercial brewery that didn't have glycol jacketed fermenters? No, no yeah. never, ever. Okay. Now, Doc, something you did that was unusual was uh, you added the sugar after the first dry hop. No, 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 oh, no. No, I'm no, I, no, I know. It was after the, after the hop back. Like but, two days after pitch, basically? Yeah, two days after pitch. Oh, after pitch. the pitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. Then, then, you went back to the, to the hop back. I'm yeah, sorry. and then after uh, total fermentation and... Uh, the diacetyl rest. Then, then, you then the I dumped the yeast out, got got it out of there. I then I put in a buckload of hops in there, and that was a pain in the ass right there. Okay. Don't know if I'd do it in the conical again. <laughs> Two questions, though, Doc, real quick. Before you dumped the yeast, you probably applied CO2 on the top? Yes. Got it. Cool. The other one, um, when you did the sugar addition, uh, granules right out of a bag straight no, into the fermenter? Uh, or? Uh, no. Erlen Meyer boiled clean water. Dissolved into the water into a super, super concentrated solution, and then that went in. Boil for ten five. I, did, I just want to concentrate the, uh, sanitize the water, make a simple in, syrup, basically. Simple syrup, basically, and then that went in because I wanted it to dissolve and not just all sink to the bottom. Right. Cool. I'm real anal about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Well, that now, matters. Why, Sometimes, if you dump the sugar right in, it, the beer will jump out right back at you. Yeah, it will, yeah, because yeah, there's CO two already in you're, the solution. You're creating nucleation points. Yeah, more, and it just right. jumps right out. Could really? There, could there be a uh, sanitation issue if you just dump sugar granules right in there? Like, no, isn't stuff floating on the granules? Really, nothing gra- grows. Sugar's so dry; it's only like four percent. Right, water. Nothing, nothing you can grow because there's not enough moisture. There's in not enough moisture honey on sugar. Or sugar, like yeah. your grandma. That's right. But I mean, bacteria <laughs> can still land on it and, and be sitting there. <laughs> they just can't do anything. Yeah. So, it's but it's soon. it's more the issue of I don't, I want to make sure it dissolved and I've had it jump out at me before trying to pour it in because it's if you've ever poured anything into. Something. You pour salt in a beer, you watch it just fizz. Or the it, hops in a dry hop. When you now, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, and, and I probably shouldn't mention this, but uh, at, at Heretic, uh, Chris was dry hopping a 120-barrel fermenter, 140 barrels of, wor- uh, of beer. 
and it was carbonated or it was carbonated. some extent. A little too early. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, a six-inch fire hydrant of foam fountain. beer. Really? Yeah, fountain of beer. Yeah. I've well, seen the video. It's well, really good. Well, is there a, <laughs> there's a video. That could be a dangerous thing if it knocks somebody off a ladder or something. Yeah, well, we're not have, careful, we have right? a scissor lift. Of course. Yeah, yeah, you don't, case, you don't yeah. Use well, is this video public? No. Can I make a social media request? <laughs> and, exactly and by the way, and advice, this stuff, is it won't hurt you. It will help you. This is the shit we want to see gold. from our from our favorite brewery. Well, uh, you know, we, we gold. Uh, generally would post stuff, but he, he has that. That would not be posted. Oh, he yes, he's like uh, that was my fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and not put that up there. Well, I'll tell you that the, 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 we just got a new forklift, and and I was asking him like, so Chris, which one, which person is going to fuck up and drive this thing through a wall first, <laughs> or a fermenter? Right? No, it's, it's it, the roll it, up doors are the is, worst uh, ones. Is it going to be you, or is it going to be me? Yeah. I tell you, it's going to be one of the two of us. Oh, and there he's should like, be. Oh a, yeah, it's absolutely one of the two of us. There should be a company bet. <laughs> and it's probably going to be me. Either uh, way, Warren wins. <laughs> yes, right. Beardy uh, yeah. comes out Chris, on top. Chris is far more, uh, far more cautious and uh, careful than I am. <laughs> Should I'm, we get a Yukon update? I'm by a freaking slob. All right, we'll take we'll take uh, Chris. Do I want the, one? I should. Hang on. Pause in the Brewcaster Challenge for a Yukon update, please. JP, do you have it? Uh, where oh, it's okay. uh, fifty-six, fifty-two Yukon with three forty-seven to go. Oh fuck! I'm right, go. I know. Down to the wire. Oh, so the show's over. No. Yeah, 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 watch you yeah. score uh, for three minutes and forty-seven Justin's seconds. Justin's just tightened. I'm super nervous again. Now. A lot of things happening tonight. Uh, all right. Dry, so dry hop. We're only five minutes in that bar at the corner. Let's go dry hop. <laughs> uh, dry hop. I went right into the fermenter, uh, and be careful with that because fermented beer. Even though you haven't carbonated, has carbonation in it. <laughs> so be careful of that. Yeah. So you mentioned you're like God. I you had a lot of difficulty with it. What's the difficulty? Well, no, I would, I didn't want it to sit on there. So dropping it out the bottom is a pain in the ass. Oh, because it doesn't want to come out. Well, it would, but it just it just seemed to go. I I have a I uh, used a couple of things hooked together. Uh, they're all uh, tri tri clover clamps. Yeah, and you end up with a sight glass and a sight glass, and I just open it up. I, w- I would purge it with CO2 before I put it on there, Stick, put it on the bottom, open up the bottom butterfly, and then hopefully it would go down in there. And it would, and it would, and, and then it would go down four times, and I'm still filling this damn thing up. Okay. And a lot it, of hops. It's just sludging in the bottom. In so, your recipe, do you remember how many ounces or, or pounds of hops? Pound and a half. Is the that first right? one, The first one, yeah. Your dry hop. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of hops. For 20 a, gallons. Well, for a 20, 20, 20 gallons. gallons. But still, that's a lot of In five hops. gallons, there's like 16 out. There's a pound in Well, five I got gallons. to the point where, okay. you know, I, was, I originally was going to put five and six and five, and I got I had eight-ounce packages, and I said, that Just hell? went for it. Just dump. I'm, what am I going to do with the rest of them? Just dump them in. What the hell? See, I like that theory, even though he's in a competition here. He's like, well, fuck Didn't it. Didn't work let's... for me in the mosaic when I put like three pounds in a, in a, in a gallon of beer. <laughs> you get a little <laughs> diesel out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So then uh, I, so then you transfer out of there to what? I transferred out of there to four kegs. Uh, okay. The last keg. Did You You didn't crash in the conical? No. Okay. No, no, no. CO2 it, purge kegs again, of course. CO2 purge kegs. Put it all in there. The I last. Fuck that up with my Schwartz. The, the last. Damn it. The last <laughs> keg. With you. A lot of sludgies came out of that one. Okay. And uh, no, what was that? Something just flew out the, of the uh, AC vent. A bat just flew out of the vent. I'm sure a bat just came out of our Martinez. <laughs> that wasn't Mothra. Ben, wow. what the fuck is that? It's like a scene from Amityville Horror. 
the flies start appearing. I just saw it almost hit me in the head, but okay. And so, um, uh, as, as I, I got them all done, and the last keg just just sludge, more sludge, more like I tried to cut it off. But there's I, no dry hopping happening in these kegs. This is just what's dropping out of solution. That's what just was coming out of the conical. Yeah. So the first three came out pretty good, and the second one. A lot of stuff coming through there, and I just, I don't use, I'll usually cut it off. Okay. And that keg, I couldn't get anything out. It just clogged up the whole dip tube. Oh, all right. So I had to rack it out of there with a cane. Okay. At that point, and that's what you're drinking, that one. Because that one actually came out the cleanest. You're kidding me. Yeah. It all settled to the bottom, and that one came out. The, the other ones are still a little bit mucky looking. That's interesting. And of course... As I put it in the, my chest freezer, I'm noticing my chest freezer is only at about 58. Oh. And it's supposed to be set at, you know, 36. Hmm. So I check everything. I unplug it. I plug it back in. I reset everything. Yeah. I got it down to about 52. Uh. Hmm. So I had to order a new chest freezer. Now I got a new chest freezer. Mm. A bigger one, of course. But Okay. So, so that one went in there. So now it's all doing that. Uh, I took. This one was the cleanest one when I transferred it over, and I okay. and uh, the other one, the two more, the other two, two of them, I had scheduled to have a second dry hopping. That's dry hopping now. So, but it was still a little too mucky to to bring it along. They've only been dry hopping again the second time for about four days. So, okay. So uh, that's kind of that's your deal. That, yeah, that's how it rolled through. Uh, what kind of yeast? Cal O O one. I think so. Uh, it's your standard. standard. You didn't stuff. use yeast. Well, you, you used OO1. Yeah, you yeah. Moscow, yeah. I used my fingers. Just <laughs> <laughs> stuck your fingers in it? Yeah. yeah. Like Moscow. It's fingers. Yeah, it works well. Works every time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just it's used like Colt 45. I think OO1. So. <laughs> and I, I, I made a big ass starter for it. Okay. Uh, well, Doc, uh, you didn't disappoint. Congratulations. I saw a little bit on our social medias uh, this week. And in fact, I think uh, one comment was, um, if Doc loses, I uh, will refuse to listen to any of the bullshit the brewcasters ever say again. Because <laughs> they, you know, people... They finally figured us out. Yeah, yeah. Be, be feeling like, really? Your, your, your supposedly good brewers can't win the fucking bracket? Uh, so I, th- I do think that you've done us right by defeating Moskowitz today. Um, just, just imagine if Doc managed to produce a better radio show than me. How would I feel? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? We're not going in a, a, challenge. He- yeah. a head-to-head painting contest either. Right. right. Yeah. Well, who paints with their head? That's retarded. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, baby. Normally, you, you would be win. cleaning my teeth. Thanks, so, uh, well done. Uh, <laughs> good, you know, uh, actually, a, a valiant effort. And, um, <laughs> effort. Uh, well, you know what? I really, I think Jamil. That's what I love about having Jamil on the show. He really, I think, pinpoints and summarizes it very quickly. Fundamentals, yeah. yeah. And I think it's a thing that I always talk about with my shit too. It's when you brew often, you get your fundamentals down, and if you don't, you don't. So fundamentals, Absolutely. kids, just like baseball. Yeah. Or which is the reason why UConn's going to lose this game. Fuck that! What's the score now? Fifty-eight, fifty-four, with less than a minute to play. UConn, though, right? Six seconds. Should we just stay on air and watch me freak the fuck out while it's like, what's going on? Although less than a minute can go for a long time in basketball. Well, I will say, though, that my first uh, 
my next step, I should say, is becoming a better brewer is, is definitely going to be fermentation temperature control yeah. equipment yeah. that will help me accomplish that. And I've known that for a while, and the, the wicking method worked against uh, you, Jamil, as it were, but <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not this time. Right. Uh, Doc's got a freezer to do 53. Oh, yeah. What'd you, oh, yeah. What'd you, what'd you do with your old chest behind his garage. Uh, apparently, Doc's got an ale freezer. Yeah. Get it for a couple of shekels. No, actually, I had him haul that thing away. <laughs> See? Too I'm much. really bummed that I didn't Glad think to, to transfer my Schwartz beer to, to kegs. For, I did think about the oxygen sucking when I was going to crash it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got the dip tube. Because I've done that, where it sucks the, 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 the Santa... I, I can think about your beer oh, sucking. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I was like, "Well, how do I do this?" And I, I, I literally just didn't think about. Once trans- you fuck I, up a beer that way, like I did a Doppelbach that I spent two months on, it sucked in a whole bunch of star sand. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> Which so there goes I, two months worth of work. I, I watched that. It didn't suck in any star sand, but the reason it didn't suck in any star sand is because I went out there a few hours later and I sort of and I released the pressure by lifting the dip tube out right Right. meaning it sucked in oxygen so now I'm thinking I only did it a few days ago maybe I should go home and purge is it too late does it fucking <laughs> matter well, you can, purge, it's too late right too late. Yeah. What you can do should is, I do it anyway or really doesn't it'll make even it, matter it'll make you feel better right. <laughs> what you can do is get a cask breather I have a cask breather on my uh, yeah. thing so whenever I'm cold crashing it's, it's cask breather is hooked up to my CO2 tank so it's only when it when it pulls in when that negative uh, oh yeah, yeah whatever pressure happens it pulls in from the CO2 tank so there's well, always like a blanket one, 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 one like thing that. is you're gonna have a blanket of CO2 so even if it pulls in some oxygen it's gonna float on the top oh see so I can still go no, purge it it's, it's mixing in there <laughs> no it'll <laughs> it'll, it'll mix to a point but it's, it's only still... mixing at the top I'll tell you I'll tell you what tell you what might save you is uh, the roasted grains that are in there yeah there's they a lot. act as a bit of a Antioxidant. Yep. It's pretty roasty, and it can it can actually prevent that from. <laughs> That's the other problem. They can, they can keep the the oxidation from from creeping up. Okay, and if you have some yeast activity, it'll eat the oxygen as well. It's well, great. Or you put some bread in there; it'll take care of everything. I like how I've altered. Or you could learn how to brew, and, and, and that you know, well, go back not... and listen to these shows on the Brew Network. Jamal, let's and, not get uh, too advanced. <laughs> learning how to brew is. I'll be just caring about you how be... you brew. I love that I've now altered the comments I can view to oxidize to now too roasty. So that's cool. Because <laughs> yeah. that's definitely another component. It'll be in your favor. It'll help. Uh-oh. Here we go. It'll counterbalance each other. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, ten seconds left. Uh, ten seconds? Yeah. Score? Seven, so what's the score? 60-50. Oh, in the, it's in the back. UConn's about to win? Yeah. Three. Three. Game? Two. Game over. UConn basketball! <laughs> Oh, my God. We were such an underdog, too. Holy shit. I asked you about this in Vegas, and you were like, oh, no, they won't get past the Sweet 16. I thought for sure we were going to get destroyed. Holy shit. We didn't even need Jim Calhoun to win this time. UConn, my Connecticut listeners, congratulations. And uh, You're such a winner for uh, having been born in Connecticut. That's right. Kentucky listeners, I love those boys. They're the the Wildcats, right? The Wildcats? The Connecticut Wildcats, yeah. The oh, Huskies. The oh, Huskies, oh, my friend. The um, Huskies. Hey, Doc, more of that beer? <laughs> we got some bad news for you. <laughs> Shit! Uh, yeah, you're like, April 7th. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Congratulations to Doc. Good sport, Moscow. Thanks for another educational brewcaster challenge. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do a happy hour segment that you're really going to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Remember exploding kegs? Yep. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters.
Bien Army. It's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer, and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today tonight is the night we bring the creature to life dr blitzenstein yes jp Thor. everything is perfect for my next fermented creation my father the storm is too far away we'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid <laughs> yes jp Thor. we will for i have in my possession the tower of power Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. 
Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at the National Homebrewers Conference this June in their home state of Michigan to see more homebrewing.org creations. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your cola won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer... All right, welcome back to the program, folks, and thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to Ann Riley for being on the show today, too. Congratulations to Doc, the winner of Brewcaster Challenge uh, Round 5. Is it going to be Round 6? So that's fun. Yeah, well, we got the losers bracket coming up here in a couple of weeks okay. between Nate and I, uh, which you know clearly I'm. You can be the best loser. Losers. Yeah. It'll be the least oxidized beer. Let's see <laughs> if I can fuck it up somehow. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna have to send somebody to your house to poke a hole in whatever you've got. It's happening do. right now. That's why I'm here. That's why I asked if I <laughs> yeah. was going to be here. I'm like today. Nate, please come tonight. Right. And then I gave Nicole a hundo to uh, uh, to go in and um, you know. Yeah. She'd probably do it, too. She's super cheap, dude. Dump a little like, Brett in that car, boy. I was like, 100 bucks. She said, done. You had me at, uh. Man, yeah, done. Yeah, she said, take him down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, real quick. You know, we just talked about the Brewcaster Challenge, and I know the Brewcasters use the Beersmith Brewing Software when we're brewing. I know I did. I got to have Doc come over and dial mine in, not because Beersmith isn't intuitive, because I'm simply not intuitive. I'm retarded. Uh, but Beersmith Brewing Software, you can go to beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial. It's a lot of fun to use, actually. I, I, you know I did. You know what I did use on my brew day was all of the different uh, conversion and measurement tools. Uh, you can uh, convert your refractometer to a hydrometer reading, which is uh, very accurate. Um, of course, how much water to add. I mean, you name it, there's a conversion tool on beersmith.com, and that's what I use throughout my brew day. But you get a free trial. You can check it all out. It works on PC and Mac. It also works on your iPad. Um, there's... Uh, mobile versions for Android, you name it. So go to beersmith.com right now. Get your free 21-day trial and, and check it out. I know we're all using it, and uh, it's it's a heck of a lot of fun. All right. I think we have what might be the best brewing disaster ever for our, our happy hour segment today, um, which is a lot of fun for me because, as you know, I like it when other people screw things up. Um, makes me feel, you know, not so alone. So... Uh, let's get right to it. Uh, it's time for the Brewing Network's Happy Hour. 
Homebrewstuff.com. It's spring cleaning time over at Homebrew Stuff, and you can enter to win a carboy cleaner by commenting on images on their Facebook page. Up this week. Welcome Cam Horn. He's from Franconia Brewing Company, and uh, you might remember that we talked about Franconia Brewing Company. Gosh, it was about a month ago now, Moscow. Yeah. They made the beer news because a fermenter blew up in the... This is a pro brewer, folks. A pro brewer with balls who doesn't mind coming on the program and talking about some brewing mistakes. Uh, you might remember in the, in the news that we reported a fermenter blew up during a brewery tour. And they ended up getting uh, you know subsequently sued by a couple of... of guys on the tour so let's talk to cam uh who apparently is a long time listener too cam welcome to the program hey thanks for having me guys yeah i've been uh, listening since uh since about bevo's been there so oh, i shit. came on I'm right sorry. after daniela left excellent you've been around for a long time that's uh that's fun to see and then i guess you heard us talk about you when we uh, brought up your story in the news yeah, and I kind of feel bad about bringing up another uh, another lawsuit on the program. I know that's all y'all have been talking about recently, but I guess it's uh, kind of the thing to talk about these days. So, well, yeah, I was driving driving home from the brewery, and all of a sudden, y'all start talking about me. So I figured I gotta call in and let you know what actually happened. Well, I'm surprised that with the lawsuit and everything, they're even letting you talk about it. So this is the well, funny part that Cam did sort of let us know right away. Like, hey, I heard you guys, and I'm willing to talk about it. But I can't yet. So he uh, notified us oh, right away. Right. But now, Cam, what's the deal? Like everything's been settled or what? Yeah, they finally settled the they the lawsuit happened, but they finally settled it. So after a month after the settlement happened, we can finally put things to rest. We've had this fermenter hanging out outside of our brewery for two years, and we finally get to do something with it. And Oh, you couldn't even remove, like, the it was the crime scene, basically. Yeah, it was evidence? Exhibit A. Yeah, every wow. everything that everything that was involved with the accident, everything, we had to hang on to. So we've had this 25-barrel tank hanging out in the hanging wow. out in the dumpster square outside of our brewery for two years. Was, was it, was it that, just shredded, like, shrapnel? No, it really didn't mess it up that bad. It, it what actually happened was when it overpressurized, it blew the manway door out the front of the tank. So all that really happened to the tank was it blew the door out, and then one of the legs buckled underneath. Uh, so the tank's in pretty good condition. We're thinking now that we can actually use it, uh, we're gonna turn. To, we're gonna use it for an open fermenter because we can't put the lid on it and go. maybe a tire hand it or Berliner rice or something. Atta boy, don't get rid of that shit. No, well, you, you can't use it. You can't trust it to pressurize again. <laughs> not that he probably could. No, no, we're definitely not going to try to put pressure on it again. But open. we figure we got this giant tank that's out there that's not doing us any good, so we might as well try to do something with it. Now, if you had to keep all evidence pertaining to the case, does that mean that, like, whatever hot uh, brewery room tasting girl, you know, the one working the tasting room, you had can't to, leave. Also, had to like sit out, you know, on the side of the building for the last two years. <laughs> the too? judge says you have to stay at my house. She's on a retainer. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had to stay. I'll clean you my guys are so for dumb. You. We are really dumb. <laughs> really, really dumb. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to picture a hot girl working in their That's tasting fine. room. Is that it's so cool. bad? No, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so so Cam, we just reported this story rather recently, but it happened a couple years ago, right? Yeah, it happened almost uh, almost exactly two years ago. Two years ago in February, so 
they uh, they saw the statute of limitations coming up, I guess, and they tried to get their lawsuit in right there under the gun. Wow. All right, so give me the quick rundown, because we did report on the story, but it, essentially you're doing uh, brewery tour groups. Were you Were you there that day? Yeah, so we're doing we're brewing most days. Uh, we're brewing six days a week usually, right around now. And so I was actually there brewing that day. We get there pretty early in the morning on Saturdays, so I get the brew going and everything. And the tour group starts, and we had about 120 people in there for the tour going that day. And so our owner Dennis, he gets the tour going, and he brings everybody over to the brew house side of the building. And I had just gotten to the point where I was knocking out into one of the fermenters. So I jump down. I go, I let him do his spiel. I run over and hang out onto the other side, get out of everybody's way. So as soon as he gets done talking to everybody, I run back over there and check to make sure everything's still going smooth, make sure nobody on the tour group missed with anything that was going on, jump up on the brew stand, check the tanks and everything. As I'm coming back down the ladder, I uh, look over and... I see a little bit of foam coming out from the manway door on the tank, on tank number three. So it's right in front of me. I run down, run up to the tank and grab it. I'm like, oh, I must not have tightened the door down tight enough or something. Right as I do that, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not using this tank right now. What's going on? Huh? I'm using tank number two. (laughs) So in all of about two seconds, I'm like, oh, crap. Foam shouldn't be coming out of this tank. Anyway, I reach over to look at tank number two, and I think luckily because I still had my hand on the tank, the, I don't know, maybe me giving it just a little bit, trying to tighten down the door or something was the what it finally needed to let the lid go. And so luckily me holding my hand still on the tank, I think that's kind of saved me because the lid came out and... The force of 750-some-odd gallons of beer plus whatever pressure it was under in that tank came out the tiny little manway door on the front of the fermenter. It threw me backwards. I hit the brew system, and I actually moved the entire brew system back a couple inches. Wow. Uh, Yeah, broke my elbow, and I got covered in Kolsch. It was the the largest Kolsch shower that I've ever taken. Oh, man. So you got golden showers. Yeah. But yeah. It's a good name for that beer yeah. too in the future. Covered in Kolsch, not oh, bad. Funny enough, one of our uh, one of our friends down the street from us, one of the local other breweries, uh, Petacolis Brewing, he's got a beer called Golden Shower. Or <laughs> no, it's called Golden Opportunity, but Golden Shower would be a little little too close to his. But yeah, that's a <laughs> that's what we all joked about afterwards. We all got a nice golden shower of Kolsch. Wow. Ooh. Now, so I'm confused about one thing. You you weren't using that fermenter. Is that what you're saying? No, it, it wasn't the one that I was filling currently using that day. So we had been uh, okay. instinctively I, he thought he was causing the problem. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I thought well, what are they all connected yeah, yeah, yeah. or something? I thought I was causing the problem right then. I thought, oh, I just didn't tighten the lid down enough, so what as I was knocking out a little bit of foam was coming out of the oh, tank. Okay, I understand. Got it. All right. As as I run up to the tank I realized that it was a tank that had already been closed off. Fermentation was done. It was under pressure, ready to go to the cold room. Got it. Now, did you end up with an injury? Like you hit the the brew system, or, or did you break bones? Yeah, I broke my elbow. Um, oh, well, that's luckily, okay. other than that, scrapes and bruises, but not too not too much. Other than that, I was a uh, 
I was fairly fortunate in the incident. <laughs> little broken elbow. What's the big deal? <laughs> what happened? But what happened uh, to the two dudes yeah, that what sued to other you? Like, did they actually get hurt that day? It was a, a man and a woman. I thought it was a girl. What yeah. Couple, yeah. Two dudes. Yeah, it was a guy and a girl. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't tell uh, the difference. Or, these was things. it you know like that thing where they have mental anguish and yeah? yeah what happened what? to them? <clears throat> so well, um, basically after the tour group left that room, everybody goes over to the cooler. So luckily, right when this happened, everybody was almost everybody was in the cooler at the time, the best possible place they could have actually been. Uh, that force made the tank fall backwards, and it was just right in front of a little flimsy stainless, or not stainless, a you know, little steel wall. And right on the other side of that wall was our kegerator, where our volunteers were pouring beer. And the guy and the girl that got hurt were actually friends with our volunteers that were pouring that day. And that's why they weren't in the tour ah. in the cooler with everybody else. Okay. So the tank comes falling backwards through the wall. It actually hits the kegerator, and since he was standing at the kegerator, it knocked the kegerator into him, and he fell over with it, and he actually did suffer some injuries. He had a couple broken bones. He probably got the worst of the injuries out of everybody there. Okay. All right. How are you going to be with your friend, though, on the tour and then come back and sue? I know you, you're probably asking yourself the same question, so these are yeah, rhetorical. Yeah, we did, but... and he'd actually been on the tour six, seven times before. <laughs> right. He's like, Wait, he was definitely a regular. It's a groupie. Now, I assume, now, let me ask you this, and I don't know if you're allowed to answer these types of questions. Is he allowed back into the tasting room? Can he come in, or I mean, uh, is that okay? We never said that he wasn't allowed um, attorneys and other people said that he wasn't allowed. I'm sure at this point he can come back if he wants to. And I mean, he'd have to have all the other tours in the area. He'd have to have balls the size of Martinez to show back up in your. Well, we reserve the right to refuse service to. Anyone. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I'm speaking like if if this were my place, <laughs> if it were the hop grenade, and he had the balls to show back up. I'm not going to hurt him or anything, but I'm going to ridicule him until he cries like well, a bitch. I'd buy him a pint. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll bet it wasn't even him that started this suit. He had medical bills. His his company. Yeah, we really don't. His think, his, his I company. Mean, says, we know, oh, the, somebody's got to pay a good for guy, this. And he had come out to the tour plenty of times before. We think a we think an attorney just found a found an opportunity and jumped on it. Either that, okay. or, or his uh, employer, or his insurance company. Insurance needed, yeah. needed somebody. Do you know how many things I had to sign so I didn't? You didn't get sued. When yeah, I fell off that retaining wall. I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, but we report. I, I reported house? this. Yeah, I reported this at the time, which is none of us have an issue. Real, I mean, with with if he, you know, he has medical bills, and that's understandable. I mean, the guy has broken bones, and if you're like, look, at I got to cover the twenty one grand that the hospital charged me. Yeah, but but they didn't do that. They went the emotional distress bullshit route and asked for like a million dollars. Yeah, and obviously we were offering to pay for the medical bills. Our insurance was offering to pay the medical bills the whole time, and it was funny the you know the mental anguish or whatever because the 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 girl Renee when it happened she passed out and nobody knew what was wrong. So CareFlight actually had to come in and they flew her to the hospital. Oh, oh they airlifted her. Oh, she passed Uh-oh. out. Fifteen thousand dollars later. Wow. Was it just like a? Like, she got the vapors and fainted. She just fainted yeah. for. She saw blood. Yeah, she just fainted. She got so she was in shock and she got so scared that what she was lightweight. Oh my god! But you know what? You realize that pain and suffering. She'll did. never drink beer again. 
Uh, it's all your fault. I'd sue you for that. If I could never drink beer again, Cam, I'm suing the shit out of you. <laughs> now that's emotional distress. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, wow. Oh, really? so she got airlifted. Unbelievable. I fainted before. Yeah, he, I did not got, get airlifted. He got the ambulance ride. <laughs> and he had all the broken bones, and she got the, uh, who, the helicopter. Who beat who to the hospital? Did she win? Did she beat him to the hospital? Or? <laughs> yeah. And I'm she was pretty fine. sure she beat him to the hospital. The care flight got there pretty quickly. And I'll quickly. bet she was home that and, night. Did you guys, did it have okay, to go all the way through court, or did you settle out? No, it didn't have to go all the way through court. We settled out. Can I ask, how much did they get paid? Am I you allowed to tell uh, Well, it was not a million dollars, I can say that. Is that what they were asking <laughs> yeah. in the suit, a million bucks? That's okay. the original suit was for a million dollars. I mean, once we talked to them, they were like, we don't want to, blah, 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 all this crap happened. and yeah. After after lawyers' fees and the taxes they had to pay on it, they got a just settlement. So okay. Well, I hope their like, you know, what, if like, their medical bills got paid and like twenty five grand on top of medical bills. I mean, what's the, you know? Yeah, I mean they. I mean they each. Well, the settlement ended up being about half of what they asked for total. So we figured they probably ended up with a good chunk of change after the attorneys' fees and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no way. The legal Low guys sticks. soaked it all up. Attorney's fees on these sorts of things are about 50%. It's so At least. Sick. So, yeah. so if, sick. So they yeah. still... That's why we think the, the attorney had a lot to do with the suits. So. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, you know, they had sure. no control over it anymore. He took control and yeah. drove the whole yeah. thing to where I'll it ended you, up. I'll get yeah. you that. You know what? They didn't say what he's going to get. The lawyer says, oh, I'm going to get you this, I'm going to get you this, but I'm taking that. Now, were you guys... You know, smart enough in and I, actually that's a I don't mean to be rude in this statement of how I'm asking this question, but I guess what I'm saying is were you insured enough that it kinda covered this stuff for you guys? You didn't take a big hit, you know, personally yeah, as a business. No, I mean Okay, good. Other than being out of out, out of operations for a little while, it really didn't good. impact us too badly. I mean it, it so you structured we were a little bit your shaken up for a while so, and it oh, took I me bet. a couple but couple you structured your company in a way that it, you'd be protected from this. So right. that's smart on your part. And I guess I'm asking this question because I think it's important for small businesses to learn. Shit happens, and when it hits the fan, you have to be structured in such a way, whether that be the type of entity that you are, like a corporation or an LLC, or you know the type of corporation, or an insurance policy that's going to back you up when this stuff happens because cam if i correct me if i'm wrong i mean even however well you guys are doing if you had to pay even the settlement oh yeah and the lawyer's fees out of your pocket yeah that would have hurt quite a bit yeah. oh yeah absolutely i mean any any small brewery it's gonna it's gonna hurt them quite a bit and yeah as small as the breweries are around here we're all gonna be uh, we're all gonna be hurting a lot if it's comes down to that so it's a good thing that we were covered as well as we were so uh clearly it was a uh, equipment malfunction yeah yeah is and your like company is, is your insurance company the, going after the equipment manufacturer just to try to recoup their losses or they, they or just stopping here to um as far as we know a lot of the equipment that was manufactured we everything as with a lot of small breweries that are open up these days, a lot of our stuff came secondhand, and the equipment manufacturer doesn't actually exist anymore. Yeah. So okay. they uh, weren't able to go that route. <laughs> That's in a very deep pocket at all. Because well, you're like, oh, sorry, they're not yeah. there. 
Fuck off. Well, I, was ha- <laughs> I was halfway expecting you to say, oh, yeah, we use like old dairy equipment. It wasn't ever used for this no, purpose. And Farmer we're Bob screwed. got sued. We're screwed. Yeah. No, it's just it's just 20-year-old ancient pub brewing equipment that we're still using. So, Wow. Hey, oh, hey, note to self. So did you ever determine why the uh, pressure relief valve uh, failed? The insurance company and the engineers and everybody took all that stuff away pretty quickly mm-hmm. i'm sure they've still got all that stuff held on as most as best as we could tell it was a combination of something happening in a really old pressure relief valve and a faulty weld on the manway of the tank oh. and those two combined with overpressurization somehow just wrong place wrong time i mean we feel like something like that could have happened in the middle of the night when nobody was there. It just decided right, to happen yeah. when or I it, walked right up to the front of the tank while 120 people were in the other room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or if the other leg broke and it went the other way. Right. And not into yeah. the kegerator. Always could be worse. Well, Cam, I do think you now hold the record of the best <laughs> happy hour segment ever, the worst brewing disaster <laughs> in the history of, of the Brewing Network. So, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. yeah, way to go. <laughs> so, Yay. Sure <laughs> yeah, seriously. He's real happy about that totally one. I should yeah. be super proud. I am well. We're proud of you. On a lighter note, I do want to let you guys know you can go to franconiabrewing.com right now and check it out. I do find it. I don't know if you've done this yet, Cam, but if you just go to Google and you start uh, entering Franconia Brewing, and you know it starts to make suggestions, right? Google mm-hmm. does. We're done typing before the suggestion for Franconia Brewing Company comes up. It says Franconia explosion. Oh, no. It says Franconia <laughs> Brewing Explosion first, and then That's second I, is Franconia two years Brewing. Later, I couldn't. we couldn't believe that this was coming back up into the news. We were like, oh no, we were almost done with it. So yeah. it's kind of, now, we're, now we're glad it's finally, finally over with, and we can we can do something cool with that tank and make a Berliner Weiss out of it. And well, I love that idea, and we don't mean to, to put it back in the news in the sense that it was a problem. We actually, I, I love no. that you're here sort of dispelling it and just talking about the whole thing. By the way, most companies, if we were reporting on this and we, and we said, hey, can we talk about yeah. this? They would yeah. say, hell Absolutely. no. I was so, so surprised. I yeah. think well, you guys I mean, are like awesome. I, like I told Moscow on the emails and everything, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be making beer right now anyway. So as soon as I heard y'all talking about me, I knew I had to call in and so you're saying at least let you know what happened. You're saying it's our fault that <laughs> these it. people are rich now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. 100% BN Network's fault. Nice. <laughs> well, I want to try the beer, and I'll tell you what, I'm not afraid to go on that damn tour either. No I'd way. love to come see Franconia Brewing yeah, Company. Where you're and, uh, thank you. Well, no, I, I know you were just in Texas recently, so if you find, find your way out here anytime again, uh, head up to Dallas and I'll show you a good time. But. I'm going to be in Houston later this year. I don't know if I can make it to Dallas. I'll try. Houston. Um, but uh, I'd love to come check it out. Well, we've- Maybe we'll be down there at the same time. So, is your brewery available only? Or sorry, is your beer only available at the brewery or, or around the state too? Uh, now we just recently got statewide, and we're uh, starting to get a little bit more of a presence down in Houston now. So, excellent. All right, Franconia Brewing Company, ladies and gentlemen. This is Cam Horn, and he's not afraid to give you his brewing disaster. Thanks for being on the program, brother. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Take care. Thanks, Cam. Cheers.
All right, franconiabrewing.com. And don't forget, it's brought to you by our good friends over at homebrewstuff.com. You can go over there. It's a great homebrew supply shop. And for the month of April, uh, they're doing a Caption This contest over on Facebook. Just go to their Facebook page. We're going to put up a caption uh, every week. And the funniest caption, the one with the most likes, gets entered to win a keg and carboy cleaner. So that'll be only four of you at the end of the month entered to win. We'll draw a name and we'll get a winner of the uh, keg and carboy, the Mark's uh, keg and carboy cleaner by captioning. It's a caption this contest. Can, right? I, an- can I enter? That's I'm both right. witty and lucky. You are. <laughs> enter, man. You need a, you need a keg and carboy cleaner? No. The one that d- the tasty <laughs> built you isn't working anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I think Doc invented that. All right. Thanks to homebrewstuff.com and thanks to Franconia Brewing Company and especially thanks to Cam Horn for, for doing that. That's pretty cool. I couldn't believe when Scott sent me the email, he's like, hey, so Franconia will come on and talk about this. I was like, what? <laughs> They'll actually talk? Yeah. It was so, shocking. That's, yeah, that's he'll, he'll get a cease and desist in the morning. <laughs> now, man, it's all settled now. Take your money and get the fuck out uh, my face. I'm talking about it. Usually they say, hey, we're settling out of court, but you can't talk about it. Yeah. Because it's no fault, no this, no that. I have one of those going on with our trademark deal right now, where I'm not I'm not allowed to negatively do things about it. Yeah, and you got the other one with that family in itself. Well, that's, that's the power you have. That's, or really, you can't do that. Uh, aren't, uh, are, I think I'm restricted a little bit. If people are trying to steal your logo, aren't you distressed? Can't you sue them for a billion dollars? Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Yeah, you're very distraught. You know, I can, well, I can see it in your face. Over this. Yeah. I am super distraught. I don't feel like I deserve money for it, but I am fucking distraught. You're well, lo- no, no, you, uh, you you're gotta, losing sleep. Oh, I'm not doing it. Attorney's right. got to train you. No, you don't. You deserve. Not only do you deserve money, you deserve their business. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, oh, need God, attorney I, that I can, hate these people That can so cause much. as much mental anguish. Like a guy can go over and just hit him in the legs with a tire iron a few times or something. <laughs> I have mental anguish. <laughs> we know. I can get paid for that? You're losing sleep. You're starting to look as old as Tasty. <laughs> I really am starting to. <laughs> Maybe no, Tasty's no offense, looking Tasty. younger. <laughs> yeah, Tasty's starting to look younger. what's going younger. on. No, he's yeah. supposed to look that old. You're not. Uh, That's right. People shaking red. Oh, shit. All right. I am <laughs> so, so out of time yet. I have to take this call and I got to take a break and come back and do oh, feedback. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Let's go talk to, unless he's not there anymore, let's talk to Kenny uh, from Oregon. It looks like Kenny's about to brew a wheat beer with lavender and has some questions. Kenny's dead. Kenny, uh, go ahead. Shoot. Hey. I'm, not, I'm running out of time, so I, I'm sorry for keeping you waiting, too, but what's your question? Yeah, it's all good. Hey, uh, uh, me and my buddy are going to brew. Uh, wheat beer and looking for advice on using coriander, orange peel, and some lavender to flavor. Okay. Okay. Don't. No. no <laughs> I was waiting uh, for that. That's my advice. Uh, don't use lavender. No. no. Don't brew a wheat beer. Uh, Sorry, I was. Yeah, don't. <laughs> all four. All four facets. Uh, uh, I think it sounds delightful. Actually, well, you're making a hefeweizen, right? Yeah. Well, don't do a German. Yeah, hefeweizen, yeah. Or it'll be bad. You'd be better off with a wit. And if you're doing that, use a wit beer yeast. If you want to do an American uh, wheat beer, that'll be fine, too. Good. Great so, advice. Don't use okay. German yeast. Yeah, don't. And and uh, if you're going to do a wit, don't use American yeast. Trust me on that one. Okay. Use the Belgian wit use yeast. Use the Belgian wit. You don't use Cal 1. No. And use all herb and spice ingredients very, very, okay. very so sparingly. Better to do a, a tincture, uh, yes. mash, uh, boil or dry hop. I w- Especially the lavender, just kind of wave it near the kettle, and then, <laughs> and, then uh, and then put it on the label. You're done. <laughs> you know, if you just like, put the lavender next to your brain, and think 
think lavender as you're close to the keg is probably good too. Take a bath of lavender soap like the day before you drink the beer, and then you kind of remember <laughs> the two. Yourself. Yeah. And if the label says lavender, all the people drinking yeah. it will be like, "Oh so, yeah, it's lavender." You, could, you, you might be sorry, better off. Sorry, doing I take it. it. You guys, you guys don't like the the lavender. No, no. In other words, a second, it's really, really. I'm just, I'm just joking because it's easy to really overdo it yeah, with that one. So be, it. so be careful. I mean, with you it. could yeah. probably put it for like five minutes left in the boil, and if it's or or steep it when you're cooling, and then if you know for fifteen, maybe ten minutes. And then if it's not enough, then you can dry hop. Well, then you can dry hop with it. Or tincture it at that point. Um, The other ones you don't have to worry so much about. Yeah, Yeah, okay. And and the the orange zest and all that stuff is is adding to the boil and all that? Right at the end of the boil. Flame out. Yeah, flame out. uh, The zest is fine. The chamomile, or if you want to do that, and uh, uh, the coriander, that's fine. It's the lavender we're worried about, too much of that. And you might want to consider using a floral hop instead of lavender. I don't know why you're using lavender, I assume, for its aromatic qualities, right? It doesn't it's girlfriend, taste good. His girlfriend likes lavender. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a it, smell more, more than a yeah, taste. Yeah, so I use the floral hop. Because if it a taste, it just not, doesn't taste like a beer. It tastes like a, like a like lavender meat or something like that. So. Yeah. yeah, use one cool. of the floral, uh, one of those did, noble hops. You're yeah, what are also like you guys? Yeah. I wanted to also thank you guys on the on the Brew Strong show. Uh, the last two shows on uh, getting a job in a brewery, good shows. Oh, excellent! Um, appreciate, yeah, appreciate you guys for that. Um, first live show I've actually listened to and plugged in with my girlfriend watching Game of Thrones and finally got on the line. So Very appreciate nice. all the work you guys do and keep up everything. I'm trying to get down to the tap room uh, down in California. I'm up in Oregon, so a little bit of a distance, but um, we'll be good open, luck to you guys. When you We'll yeah, be when you guys open that up. We'll be open in May. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. What about St. John's Wort? Should we at No, no. I know Justin <laughs> wants to throw it to Bruce. I have a... Nope. i got to take a break. I'll explain why when I come back. You guys are going to be... You're not going to... i gotta, I got to get us out of here quick. Uh, it's the session. Uh, we'll be right back, and then it'll be short. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmasters Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but the cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good. But stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. We already know you like beer, but do you like history, science fiction, gaming, fantasy? Award-winning home brewer Don Dem is writing a book just for you. Cedarstein is about brewing with your imagination. I wanted to bring people together from all of my hobbies. The result is a how-to DVD and a cookbook with recipes like the Dwarven Stout, Brew 42, and my favorite, the Brown Dragon Ale made with habanero peppers. Cedarstein is a recipe book and a how-to DVD. The only way you'll be able to get it is to fund Don Kickstarter campaign. Pledge $5 or more and get some great rewards while funding a truly unique idea in homebrewing. Satterstein Homebrew. Find it on Kickstarter and pledge while you can. Thank you so very much for pledging your support to Satterstein Homebrew. Satterstein Homebrew. Kickstarter ends May 4th. I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia, and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. 
Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, I got to get us out of here uh, pretty quick. So a couple of things left to do. Don't forget about uh, our good friends over at Adam and Eve. Go to adamandeve.com right now. And for a limited time, you get uh, a, a free gift and, and free shipping and three free adult DVDs. If you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, get all your adult products. Uh, you know, I don't have to have fun doing this live read every time. The fun happens on the website. You right. go to adamandeve.com, you have yourself some fun, get yourself some adult toys, and, and have, have some fun with your wife that you haven't done it in a long time with, you know, or yourself. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> just go to adamandeve.com, uh, use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, free shipping, 50% off just about any one item, uh, three free adult DVDs, and then a, and a gift, and a, a, a great gift. So go check that out. Um yeah, I gotta go. <sighs> what do you have to what go? What is this? What is this? This is unusual for you to have yeah, like, like a, a giant announcement. I'm skipping feedback. I got I got a call to do, and then we're out of here. Wow. Uh, I gotta go kill my dog. Oh, oh no. no! I gotta go home. Like your homie? I gotta go take out Walker. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, not my homie. I gotta go home and. It's time, mm. and uh, I've been putting it off. I, I didn't put it off. He got sick over the weekend. He's hurting. Uh, there was no other way. Oh. I couldn't do it today because I was like, um, I can't do it before the show. I, I have to do the show. I, I couldn't get out of the show because I'm leaving and we're skipping. A w- so I'm like, can we? Luckily, uh, Schumann's fiance. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schumann's like hitting the lottery over there. She's a veterinarian. You're in the lottery too. She's a wonderful young lady. By proxy. She came over. Yeah, for seriously. <laughs> she came over yesterday and helped me with the deci- You know, help evaluate Consulty, my, uh, my animal. And I was like, listen, um, she had offered to come do it, so I don't have to take him to the vet. And he lays on a metal table and the whole deal. And I'm like, uh, fuck, can we do it late night? Like, can I do? Can I do my job and then come home and, and deal with it? And, and she said yes. But I literally, I got to get home. I got to do the thing. So I don't. <laughs> I've been just keeping you, it out of the show because I felt like we were having a great show. Yeah. And then, I'm, but now I'm like, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, Do you oh. have to do it? Or are you taking it to her? She's coming to my house. Okay. We're gonna do it. It's the same way it we went down the with the biscuit, and then you, you, you know, the dog goes into a black bag, and they, she, she's gonna, she's a wonderful young lady. She's gonna take, take the dog away. and 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 do the thing. The cremate. I get the box back. Uh, <sighs> who's gonna cry? Uh, the the bet, the crying bet is between you and Tasty. I don't know who's gonna do it first. Well, on the oh, show, right, like right oh, now, it's Tasty. Like both. I'm, I have well, the I am a little bit desensitized. I have like a zillion Facebook uh, followers. Yeah. Of course you do. I see four or five pet sad pet pictures every freaking day. Right. Please yeah, don't right. put yours out there. Okay. No, no, I won't. It's I'm a real not. personal thing for you. It is. And it should be for everybody. Yes. I mean, you know, I don't. That's not me. You know, I kind of I shared some of the biscuit pics. I think because sure. Uh, but yeah, you were more it, emotionally fragile back then. Yeah, definitely. I'm def- now. I'm more of an emotional void. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can all aspire to something. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a mess. I know it's going to be a mess, which is why I was like, "Look, just give me till after the show. Let me do my thing." So, luckily, Nikki's a, a wonderful young. Believe, 
How, she is a wonderful how did woman. Schumann land a I have no You know what? Idea. I'm thankful we have a good network going here. I had to call her this week too. Oh, you did? Not oh. to kill my dog. Oh, that's good. My dog did eat. Oh my gosh. So April Fool's Day, I came home and Sam's like, so Mojo might die soon. Oh no! He ate some decon. April Fool's. Oh, but- oh wait, is that rat poison? Yeah, yeah. Ma- mouse poison, yeah. Wait, April Fool's, but wait, he really did eat decon. Oh! <laughs> That's not April Fool's. That's not how April did. Fool's works. No, no. What was Nikki's advice? Oh, uh, we Kill just had Sam. to get a prescription for vitamin K and wow. have it her his blood co- like tested for coagulation. Uh, how would ketamine help? I don't understand. <laughs> Listen, ketamine always helps. I just want to point that out. <laughs> oh, with animals. Yeah. Uh, so, Nikki's great. She came she over yesterday. Great. She did her thing, and she did everything but tell me... It's time because she doesn't. That's not her decision, and it it sunk in for a couple hours. A couple hours later, I call her. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you were helping me realize it's time. Can I take you up on your offer? Like, I don't want to take the guy to the vet. He guy can't even walk right now. He yeah. can't get out of it. It's a whole thing. Aww. I'm like, can I just? And she's so great. She said, what, whatever you need. And I said, I got to work tomorrow. Can we do it after work? Yeah, <laughs> whatever you need. Are you going to change his name to Layer? It's such an ironic. I te- I'm texting friends today. I'm like, um, they're like, why? What's wrong? I'm like, Walker can't walk anymore. And I, every time I'm like, what a fucking. But that is kind of like, uh, at least you can, you know. It's like the last joke. Yeah, he's like giving you a, a, a laugh every time you have to tell people about it. You're right. I feel like I look over at him as he's laying miserable on the floor and he's like, that's my gift to you, bro. Yeah. My <laughs> shitty name. Big sappy eyes. <laughs> Poor fucker. Looking up at he you is, going, why aren't you taking care of me? He had a He's rough a, time. I mean, he wasn't ever that comfortable. The whole time you had him, right? He was, he was never, a dog in pain. Yeah. I inherited him at about six years old. He's about you know 10 or 11 right now. He was a dog in pain. Still a happy guy. Yeah. Uh, but now he... He literally can't walk. Yeah, it, it, he, we're carrying his shit in himself. It's a mess. He'd want it for himself. Bad. Okay, just it's, know that he'd want it for himself. I agree with yeah. you, and that that's how I came to the decision. Like, yeah. look, so, so he's not happy. If you're going to transfer your emotions to him, transfer your uh, intellect to him too. Yes, and he would choose to go. Maybe he likes smart maybe advice. He's half German and likes shitting on himself. <laughs> maybe he's like, I've been waiting. <laughs> Shy dog. Yeah, I've been seriously waiting oh for this. Don't God. you dare pull me out of this now. Uh, and I can't, so he shit himself, and I can't, um, Riggs, just hang on, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to get a great segment. Uh, I can't, I can't touch, I throw up, like with puke and, oh, and, and the poop. So poor Kate is like wiping this dog's ass for me. Like I'm patting him on the face, right? I'm on the Good. other end so that he's comfortable. Gagging. Because I will throw up on his butthole. Like I can't. So poor, might go back in. That would be so weird. Poor Kate, then shit out your vomit. The wonderful woman that is Kate is wiping saint, my, my poor dog's ass. Aww. She is a saint. Did you ever get the realization that in like 40 years she's going to be doing the same thing to your ass? <laughs> Thanks, Steve. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you got that years, black maybe. bag again, man? I did. I was like, see, she's she's the <laughs> she's, one. She's the one. Because <laughs> that's because you got to worry about that. My butt's just as hairy. It's the same. Uh, hey, Riggs, how's the opening of uh, Ohana going? <laughs> so sorry for the introduction. After um, some dog poop madness, right there. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Now I asked Riggs to call. I asked Riggs to call in because uh, he's a you know a longtime listener and and works now for Ohana Brewing Company, which is brand new down in Southern California. And you guys, you came all the way up for our winter uh, brew fest, and then I saw online that you guys are opening your tasting room officially. And I just wanted a quick report. What's happening? 
Hey, man, yes, we had our opening day today. I've been here all day. Great show of support from a lot of friends and family and a lot of people in the local community. It's, it was popping. It was packed all day long from opening to we're just about closing right now. We still got about 20 people in there. Don't want to go home yet. That is <laughs> But that's awesome. a good thing. But that's a good thing. <laughs> that's definitely yeah. a good thing. I'm proud of you, Riggs. Thank you, sir. So I, I expect good things. I know your beer was a hit, and I thought it was fantastic at Winterfest. So uh, you, make some cash, Never man. <laughs> make some cash, Vato. You know, that's how we got to do it. <laughs> you make a hoot wheat beer. Dude. All right, give us the website at, so that people can find information about the tasting room. Okay, uh, www.ohanabrew.com, O-H-A-N-A-B-R-E-W dot C-O-M. Only two so, W's. And what city is the tasting room in? H-P-P, semicolon, semicolon, happy face, backslash. First you turn on your computer, and then you could open a browser. I like to use uh, Google Chrome, but you could use Safari. And then it's the W. What city, Riggs? Ah, City of Alhambra, There you go. Wait, All right. wait, what were my proxy settings? <laughs> Congratulations on your opening, and I hope to, to see it. Uh, I hope to see it in person soon, bro. Cheers! I gotta go kill a dog. All right. Oh my god! Uh, happy thoughts. Who's this? Who's this? He's going to relieve the dog of its misery. He can't get through a Riggs call without that. Uh, That Riggs call was brought to you by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to BeerLawCenter.com. John's the guy who handles all our trademark bullshit. Like when stuff comes... For example, someone was handing out hop grenade stickers Mm. at a beer fest this last weekend. Really? My guy's John. He takes care of that shit. You can go over to BeerLawCenter.com. And uh, John's a good guy. He, he, He loves beer. He's a beer guy, and he specializes in trademark law. So you pro brewers out there who are getting into all this bullshit, go see my friend John. BeerLawCenter.com. Check it out right now. It's not Beard Law Center. No, right? no. That's different. Uh, no. Different sponsor, in fact. Uh, that'll Same be guy, up, different segment. Coming up next week. John's, John doesn't demand uh, ridiculous amounts of money from the people he speaks to on, on your behalf? He might. Uh, no. Actually, John's even more reasonable than I am. When we go through stuff, he... It's hard to explain, but he he really has our philosophy. He's like he is not sue happy. He believes in contacting people with like a reasonable voice first, not some like enormous long legalese letter. Uh, and it's he's really kind of like me. If all else fails, I will pull the lawyer card for you. Totally, that's what I went through with him every time. He's like literally, if all else fails, don't worry, I'm still a lawyer. <laughs> but he believes in in what I believe, which is can we just. Can we talk first? Can we have a human conversation? He's really, he's a good dude. It's refreshing. Yeah. yeah. You're going to work in this industry most of the time, I would think. And, and it does. So I think he gets that. Like, if, if you're going to specialize in the beer industry, you better understand you that. you got to be pretty mellow. But don't get me wrong. We have we had to go straight to the lawyers with one of these dudes, and uh, he mm. did his thing. He rocked it for me. And so. he looks good in a bow tie. He do, he's handsome. He's a handsome man. I think I'm going to hang out with him for a beer or two at CBC. So, oh, he's going to be there. Great. Yeah. Oh, nice. cool. Look for him. His name's John. Just ask around. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. won't He won't have a beard. So you can, you can point him out pretty easily. Uh, all right. Who won the Twitter game? I don't know. You want to go through the things or you just want me to choose yeah. one? Yeah, go through them. All right. Uh, Brad Winchester. Oh, so keep in mind, this was, uh, if, you were have to, if you had to make a piece of homebrewing legislation, what would it be? Um, Brad Winchester wrote, beer making ingredients and equipment would be tax deductible. 
I kind of like that. Yeah, uh, Tony Kamarianianian like says, uh, like any other hobby, I can make as much as I want, share it with whomever I want, and even sell it. Uh, Scott Pierre writes, if you don't use a proper starter, you are sentenced to a caning by Pope Jamil. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Zeddies, who wrote our nice uh, uh, Brewcaster Challenge music, says, uh, make the brewers take an exam to make them realize what good beer tastes like. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Wayne Perry says, new law that states you must actually homebrew to operate a beer internet radio station thing. Oh, <laughs> I do not support that law. Ouch. Ooh. Ouch. Uh, Effing Beer says, distilling. Everybody, quote, not me, is doing it anyway. Uh, Brad Joyner says, I want to be able to brew beer in a bathtub, but it's strictly illegal. And then Andrew Long says, making making it legal to sell to my family and friends. This isn't the cheapest uh. hobby. Lol. Brandon Zetties is our winner, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. All right, Jip, take us out of here. This is your out tonight, too. Okay. Uh, we're off next week. I'll be at the Craft Brewers Conference. We are bringing you the World Beer Cup Awards on Friday at 7.30 cent- mountain, mountain. mountain Time uh, on our live stream page. Just go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. You can watch all your favorite brewers. Let's do the lyrics, and then you can do your thing. How's that? I love it. I love that thing. All right. Go UConn. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. JP is giving away a thousand million kisses. Get some for yourself and follow him on Twitter at Major Jip. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on this session has been Pushy Jack. Tonight's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was drinking a homebrewing IPA and not having a seizure about it. Your chat mod and long distance runner was Bevo. And your host was Justin Crosby. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. 